All right, what is Gucci Manucci's now? Before we get this episode started, let's talk about our wonderful sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Dunn & Hernandez Law Firm. They've been serving the Hispanic community for over 15 years now. Their team can help you and your family member with anything such as a car accident, an injury at your workplace, immigration, and other legal problems. We had our guy, Javier Hernandez, here in the podcast, episode 33. So if you want to check that out to see what they really are about, feel free to do so. I promise you it's an episode that is going to give you a lot of information about what they are, who they are, and what they offer. Check it out. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is Dunn and Hernandez. Their phone number and information will be in the description down below, so make sure you check that out. And our second sponsor for today's episode is brought to you by Angels Mobile Detailing. Angels Mobile Detailing delivers premium exterior wash and detail, such as interior wash and detail. You can count on ceramic coating, wax, glazer, engine detail, and much, much more. We'll leave all their information in the description down below. They will get you right, especially in times like this where it's hella hot and nobody wants to go outside. They will come to you and deliver you high-quality wash. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is Angels Mobile Detailing. We'll leave all their information in the description down below and just tell them, hey, the Half Court Podcast sent me. Once again, thank you to today's sponsors, and we are out. Take it away. Pretty awesome video, huh? That is letting you guys know that the Half Court store is available. Once again, this is a way for you guys to keep supporting us. You go to the store. We have T-shirts available, tank tops available, sweaters, hoodies, coffee mugs, and phone cases. This is just another way for us saying, hey, thank you. Take this, but also support us. We're going to keep bringing the amazing content you guys love. So go ahead and check out the store. Please give us a feedback of how your purchase went and... We're going to keep going, man. So thank you guys once again for the support. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is the halfcourtstore.com. Halfcourtstore.com. Get yourself some merch. Take it away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. What is Gucci? Manucci's. Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I'm Darwin. I got AV behind the camera as usual. And we rocking, you know, with the Half Court Podcast mugs. You can cop it at halfcourtstore.com. But today we have a special guest. We have Slaughter from Off the Hook. Slaughter, man, welcome to the Half Court Podcast. Hey, man, glad to be here, man. Appreciate the invitation for sure. Appreciate you for coming by, man. Um, right now, tell the people what you do, and let's just go from there, man. Uh, I am the owner, operator, chef, all that good stuff of Off the Hook Seafood and More in Oklahoma City. I have two locations. One is uh, Northside 125 West Britain Road. Second location on the south side, 1920 South Meridian. So. Okay, so take us back to how did this project got started? All right. Uh, what was I, I want to say 20, 2013, I was approached by uh, somebody who uh, was a Thunder player at the time, and he actually wanted to start a food truck. And uh, he had a vision. He just, you know, didn't cook, so he was like, looking for a chef uh his brother's wife and my wife were uh they went to school together uh middle school high school all that stuff so she would always see things that i would post like food and stuff like that so she immediately reached out to me once she realized you know hey you look for a chef i think i got one 
so we ended up linking, came up with a, uh, a menu, a concept, all that good stuff. Was getting ready to launch it. Uh, then he, he told me, he was like, hey, man, you know, uh, let's hold on before we drop because there's a rumor that I might be getting traded. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. So he got traded, and he, he actually he still wanted to do the concept wherever he got traded. And wanted me to be a part of it, but you know, I was like, "Nah, man, I'm. That's I can't. Big. I, I can't just move and and you know, like that. Like, no, nah, man, I gotta have. I gotta be consistent. So, uh, once that happened, it was kind of like, all right, what do we go from now? You know, uh, at the time, I was a culinary instructor, uh, teaching, had a pretty good job, but my wife, she was like, you know, what if we just do a food truck on our own? And at the time, you know, I tried to talk, try to come up with every excuse not to. It was like, ah, it's gonna be expensive, you know. Yada, yada, yada. But uh, we ended up kind of putting our brains together. And uh, it was just it was it was a really good thing that we found a concession trailer that was here in this. And it was in Norman. So it was in on eBay and it was you know pretty reasonable, brand new. Somebody had bought it. They uh, actually this is funny. They were Puerto Rican guys and they were yeah. in the military, two Puerto Rican guys. And uh, they was they it was called like Puerto Rican to go or something like that. Well, after three months, they realized that, okay, yeah, this ain't really what we want to do. Like, they just, This you know, got to go. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, yeah, this, uh, we don't know about this. Because they were still in the military. So, they, and then they, you know, I ended up hearing they were bumping heads because, you know, they wanted to, you know, we got two people working together that's not related, that's, you know, just met pretty much. And then you, you become business partners. It's, that's it's a tough not, one. It's a tough one. So, you know, they ended up, you know, kind of falling out and decided to sell it fortunate for us we we found it as they were trying to get rid of it and uh we copped it uh, came I, I made up a a menu a concept uh debated on the name i was like dang what am i going to name our food truck you know and i'm i'm driving one day down the highway and i'm like I'm off the chain i'm like that sounds pretty cool but then i'm like nah we ain't selling dogs though so that's that's <laughs> off the chain yeah. that really don't so i'm like seafood you know, I'm, I'm doing seafood, so that's where the off the hook came. That's in, man. genius, so, bro. Yeah, most real definitely. Shit. So you know, off the hook. And yeah. you said your wife is uh, basically your business partner, so yep. you guys built this all together. Yeah, absolutely, man. So yes, sir. If you so, would have told, if I would have known, she could have been on too, man. For real, bro. Yeah. That would have been dope. Well, we'll, this, we'll have this, you guys back. This yeah. is a sports show too, though, so she has no idea what's anything about. Well, sports. It, that's a funny thing. Well, I told you it started as a sports, but oh, we, okay. we we're pretty much the half court podcast is giving OKC the voice. But I mean, we can talk about sports and stuff. But gotcha, hey, gotcha. the cool thing is that we'll have you in. You know, I, I was just getting times. ready to say, man, I definitely let her know that. Uh, hey, you know, it's more than just the sports show, so she'll you can be able to. Yeah, hell yeah. Link with her on another time as well. So yeah, hey, uh, can you kind of break down like you, you guys' roles, like what you do and the kind of what she does? Uh, what I do, I am solely responsible for anything food related, like all the the menu items, all the the. The cooking, all of that. Creative right? stuff. All the creative stuff. Uh, what she's responsible for is all the business stuff. All the ah, operations and all stuff. All the operations, taxes, you know, ordering, things like that. Uh, she is definitely a very important role, you know, part of, of Off the Hook. It wouldn't be Off the Hook without her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always tell people that this is really her dream more than it was my dream. You know, I've always been a chef, always been, you know, cooking I always been active in that side, but I never really just told myself like I'm going to have my own restaurant one day or anything like You're that. You're like so, solely focused on the food. Yeah, I'm the, just passionate about the food, but I never, I, I never really was thinking that far. Like, man, I'm gonna, yeah. 
I'm gonna do my own thing. But you know, she had she had always as, as ever since she was young said she wanted to have her own business and stuff. So it's like it just kind of worked out the way I guess God put us together. Yeah, you know, that's good to hear, with, man. With, with business mind, like she has somebody with the talent like I have. You know, I have the product that people want to buy. She she put she everything can, together yeah. as far as like you know finding the she packaged and, it up yeah <laughs> exactly up, so man. you know us together man that's that's where off the hook started so that's yeah I can't get any better than that than you know having people you trust and like are very close to you to run a business with you know because that takes a lot um, so why the seafood funny that you asked okay so when I was thinking about what I'm going to sell in my food truck. I've always been the type that thinks ahead. It's like, all right, I have to be different. One thing that I, I realized at a young age is you have to be different to be successful. If, you, if you're a carbon copy of something else, you're not going to stand out as much. Uh, so I'm like, seafood. Nobody's doing seafood on a, on a food truck, you know. And it's so crazy because there's a big, there was a stigma at the time of, you know, people don't really want to eat off food trucks anyway because they're already kind of skeptical. It's like, ah, I don't know, you know. So seafood, I mean, uh, food trucks wasn't really as popular uh, when we started. And I told so many people, I was like, man, I'm thinking about, I'm doing, you know, thinking about doing seafood and fish and shrimp and all this. And they were just like, ah, I don't know, you should, I don't know, you know, you should probably do barbecue or you should do this, you should do that. So a lot of people tried to talk me out of it, but the more people that told me I shouldn't do it made me want to do it even more. And I knew that, by doing seafood, there would, I wouldn't be competing with anybody else because nobody was doing the type of seafood we're doing. Of course, there was trucks that's, you know, frying catfish. That's, that's not seafood, you know what I'm saying? But I said I was going to do that. I did it, and, you know, it took off like a wildfire, man. People were like, dang, I've never seen, you know, this, or this is new, or, you know, so that's where hell, that came from, yeah. man, just trying to be different. Uh, we went to um – we went to you, one of your locations because you have up right now two locations, as you mentioned. Um, and we had the catfish, the fried catfish, right? Did you have the same one? Or did you yeah, have with it? the shrimp and then the mac and cheese. I had the, the asparagus, and that shit was like the, the best. mac and cheese. I could eat a whole fucking. I'm glad I didn't have a whole tub of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good, man. And not only that, man, because when we went to that location, the they greeted us. The staff was friendly, and we looked lost. We yeah. walk in, and I'm like, man, I've and never you know that could be annoying when you're lost and you're like, uh, taking forever. Yeah, you're yeah, looking know and you're like, order. so they they like the lady was very patient with us, and she explained our. She like, told her, us what she liked, yes. and and that definitely. yeah, that was uh, that's very important when you go, especially in times like this where you you feel like wherever you go is everybody's just so negative and so skeptical and shit like well, we that. we were eating too. So, uh, one of the gentlemen came up and he was like, is it, is everything tasting good? And so it's like, uh, it felt like almost like a, like a fast food, but it wasn't a fast food. Like that's funny, that but you it was s- running smooth, like a fast food. That's funny know? that you say that because a lot of people, uh, they see us having a drive through. So they automatically assume we're fast food. Cause when you think of a drive through, you think of, oh, I'm just going to pull in real quick. But a lot of people don't realize, like, we're far from fast food. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Our motto is we're good food fast. You know, it may not be as fast as McDonald's because... But you're getting high quality, though. Not only that, we're cooking everything to order. So when you order it, your fish is being dropped. You know, we're not... It's not there in the exactly. heat. Exactly. We don't have everything wrapped up in the heat. Because it was a shrimp, so the la- she, she yelled out, like... 20, whatever. It has to be cooked right as she, as she yells it out. You know but not only, I think that's convenient, man. And I, I saw it as a restaurant with the drive-thru. That's how I saw it. Right. Because 
not only that at times like this, you know, where it can get hectic and maybe there yeah. might be another shutdown, but you guys can still operate because y'all have that drive through where just people can come, you know, and I'm pretty sure you guys do, uh, you know, like, in, like pick up curbside and stuff 100%. like that. Um, so how, how, how have you been able to adapt as far as like this whole situation just man, to keep striving? To be honest, man, when the, when the stuff first hit, we went straight curbside and, you know, drive through and things like that. And to be honest, man, it wasn't as lucrative as I thought it would be, you know what I'm saying? Because there's still a lot of people that are skeptical about just getting out and eating, period, because they're like, ah, you know, contact, you know, and all this. So it actually, it, it really, like, we would just stand open just to pay our employees. But then after a point, it's like, okay, we can't do this forever because then we're going to drain our banking account, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we decided to shut down. We were shut down literally for, like, two months before we decided to open back up, man, and and honest to God, truth, that was probably like the best two months of my life, man. And I'm relaxation, yeah, relaxation, peace. man. And it came out of nowhere, so you weren't expecting you. It was like, yeah, you know, what I'm saying we. It's so crazy. Shaggy? My yeah. wife and I, we were always saying like, man, we need a vacation. We need a vacation. We try to take like at least two vacations a month. I mean, not a month. I'm sorry. I, I, shit, if I can get two vacations, that's a something month, I was be, gonna ask you. Yeah, be idea, but I know a running. Year. Running a business can be stressful as hell, man, because you got to make sure everything is on top, like everything. So how do you do to, like, take your vacations and, like, during the year, how many times you take vacation? Uh, what I've been doing in the past, my birthday is in June. It's always in June. Of course, June 3rd, that's my birthday. Uh, I usually always go to Vegas. I plan, was planning on going to Vegas this year before COVID happened. And then uh, usually on Christmas break, we always take a cruise. Like, we always go somewhere different. Myself, my family, we get probably about. So twice you know, a year. Yeah, twice a year, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and that twice a year, honestly, still isn't enough, but I'll take that because it's better than nothing. You know what I'm saying? But uh, with, with the COVID happening, man, it just kind of like it, sh- it shut everything down. But those two months I spent at home, man, were like, it was like, you talk about relaxation, not only that. It was. It gave me the opportunity to spend time with my wife and my kids because, you know, before COVID, man, I was the first one up, the first one, you know, and the last one home because, you know, me being a chef, I have to make sure everything is, is You're straight. out there hunting. Damn. You're out there. I can, man, I can I do imagine. the shopping. I do the grocery shopping. I do the, you know what I'm saying, the prep, the prep, the cook, the overseeing, like a lot of that, you know what I'm saying? If, and if I'm not active, then off the hook, would it would, it would, I'd, I'd be getting a lot. You're of basically the, the face example. Like, like you're the, the, the yeah, exactly. So yeah, but bef- man, we were so we were literally so stressed out. Like literally, like my wedding. I mean, not my wedding. My marriage was like in jeopardy. It was like all type of stuff, man. Because we were just so busy, and it that like you took me and you talked about it before the show. Like running a restaurant is draining, bro. Like it's draining. But we have two. You know what I'm saying? So. You got issues here. You got issues here. You got customers here. You got it's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a yeah. lot that that goes. You know what I'm saying with what you're doing. But you could easily say, "All right, I'm just not going to care about the customers. I'm not going to care about what's going on here. I'm not." And then you you see your numbers go down because you know bad reviews, this, this, and that. So I I make sure I make an effort to make sure that I hold my employees accountable. You know what I'm saying for. Regardless of the situation, if, if somebody leaves a bad review and they say A, B, C, D, and E, I'm going to address A, B, C, D, and E. Now, some of that stuff might not even be true. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you get people that just, you know, some people just want stuff for free. You can't please everybody. I understand that. But I make an effort to make sure we address whatever the situation is because I don't want to be that restaurant that 
people are talking bad about and, you know, nothing's being done about it. So, like, with me, if you if you hit me up personally and you tell me, hey, I had an issue with such, 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 they may have forgot this, 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 that, because stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that type of person just going to be like, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to respond to that. No, I'm going to, like, how can we fix this right now? You know, if you want to come back right now, pick it up. If that was left off, like, that's that's me. Because, like I tell my employees, if you do something bad and somebody leave a review about what you did, That's they're not going to mention your name. They're going to mention off the hook. Yeah. So that comes back on me. They don't come back on you. You're going to come back to work the next day and it's nothing going to, you know, it's just like, well, they didn't say I did nothing. They said off the hook did it. Well, you can go find a job tomorrow, but at the end of the day, I'm still off the hook. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I still have to be, you know, this, this is my livelihood. So how do you I, hire? How do you, uh, like, how do you, what's your hiring process look like? Uh, Honestly, Do you God, take care of that or your wife? I take, I take care of that on my side. So, okay. So, here's the breakdown. So, any cooks or anything like that, I hire them. Any front-of-the-house people, runners, uh, things like that, you know what I'm saying? She does that. Uh, so, I try to make sure that, you know, I get the best people in. It's kind of hard to say. And if you guys, have you, any of you guys ever worked in a restaurant before? Uh, I worked Fast at, food and I worked at a restaurant. I yeah. worked at Brahms. So okay. That's that, good. So, that's most most people have started off in fast food. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys remember, fast food has probably one of the biggest turnovers or tur- than like yeah. any other business. Because yeah. you got to think you get a lot of young people. They might be in school. You know what I'm saying? When, they, when you're young, they basically say fuck it one day and they're just gone. Well, when you <laughs> when you're young, you got to look at it like this. When you're young. The first job you think about is, if I want to get a job, what do you think you're going to go apply? As a young person? As a young person. Uh, fast food? Fast food. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only that, let's say you just got out of the penitentiary. Let's say you just got out of jail and you said, damn, I need to get a job. What's one of the first places you're going to Fast food. So we're, we're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the productivity of a person. You know what I'm saying? And like the it's mindset, almost like rehab. Exactly. The mindset of people. You know what I'm saying? You have people that... They think I need a job, so they automatically think, you know, you know, food or whatnot, because it's like I can go wash dishes, I can go bust tables, this, this, and that, you know, it's better than nothing. But the the problem that we see is you get a lot of people in that really they want more they want money more than they want to work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they want to show up for the paycheck and not necessarily for the oh, I'm gonna be a good uh yeah, like exactly a, a you good don't get waiter. People, you don't get people to come Barely. in and say, I want to make a career out of this job. I yeah. want to figure out how I can become a manager. It's rare yeah. that you get that, you know what I'm saying? So nine times out of ten you get people that come in and like just like you said, employees that you don't really get those Exactly. So the problem that we face is we, I don't, me personally, bro, I don't play a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm probably, I tell people all the time, I can be the coolest boss you ever worked for, or I can be the meanest motherfucker you ever met. You know what I'm saying? And, and my thing is this, as long as you doing your job, I can under, I can, I can live with you making mistakes here and there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the type that I'll warn you a thousand times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't want to write you up because that's taking my time. But once I realize that, Okay, yeah, you're not gonna change. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you taking my kindness for a weakness. Then at that point, it's like you gotta go. You know what I'm so saying? how do you keep that balance? Because uh, you know, running a business like that, you know, you have to have those moments where you have to have those serious conversation, and sometimes you have to cut people off. But also, you got to keep that balance where you make sure like they're liking and they're like loving what they're doing. You know, so how do you keep that balance of like being the cool boss, but also being that boss that that like oh shit, you know, like. Let's get our shit done, you know, before we get any, you know, 
complaints or whatever. Man, to be honest with you, bro, like it's it's that changes depending on the person. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see a person's passion. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got passion, I can see your passion. If you're you know late here and there, and you know what I'm saying, you make minor mistakes. I could I could live with those minor mistakes, but if you're just if you're just like clearly you I, I've constantly warned you about being on time. You don't care, you know. I'm like, what I tell people, I said, listen, I don't mind you running late because I understand traffic happens. I understand that you know something might happen with your vehicle, things like that. But this is my thing: let me know ahead of time so I know what's going on. Because here's my thing. If you're communicate. 20 minutes communicate. If you're 20 minutes late and you're supposed to be there at nine and it's nine twenty and you hadn't showed up there, you know the first thing that I'm gonna think? I'm gonna think something bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, did they get in a car accident? Did they get arrested? Yeah. Did you know what I'm saying? Are they alive? Like I'm I'm on that mindset. So I'm like, I always tell them like, let me know if you know you're gonna be ten minutes, you know what I'm saying, late. Like that is all I ask. I'm not tripping on you being late. I understand shit happens, you know what I'm saying? But like there's a lot of places that they don't care. Like yep. they don't care what happens. Hobby, lo- Hobby Lobby, a minute, and yeah, that's uh, you're done, bro. My dad, no. bro, yeah. and and they have a policy to where it's a it's a uh, what they call it a point system. Point you know system, yeah, a lot of works. A lot once of jobs reach, have that. Once you and reach it, that point uh, system, you done. Is, and, and it, it, it sounds fucked up, but people don't like companies don't need you. You know, you're uh, nobody's really everybody's disposable. Everybody can if you leave, they got fucking 30 applications in the office. Exactly. So, yep. You know, you want to be a minute late. There's going to be a guy that's going to be 10 minutes early. Like, hey, yeah. So. You, you want to know the funny thing about this whole thing that we're talking about? OK, case in point, my son, my son is 20 years old, man. I, he he is my son. He's not my blood son. I raised him since he was three years old, but he is my son. I've been there longer than, you know what I'm saying, his dad or anybody, any other male in his life. That's my son. But he, when he was 19, he was constantly late. Like, he, his mindset was just like, you know. He, he's uh, working at your restaurant? He, yeah, he's working at my restaurant. He's, uh, he was actually the one on the grill. So he, probably, he had probably his hair in a ponytail or something like that. Really, he really, probably, really, really good kid. Really good kid. Never been in trouble with anything like that. Well, the problem that he has is. He likes to hang out, you know, go. He races cars and do all of that. You know, he, he was 19. He was young. I understand. But he was always late. You know what I'm saying? Always late. So one week, you know, I had already warned him. I had already, I write my son up like anybody else because here's the thing I'm harder on my son for this reason. Nobody who, is, who works for me right now will actually be owning off the hook if I die or something like that. That's my son. So my son will be the one that's next in line. So if I'm not hard on him and I'm not preparing him, I'm failing him. This shit's going to fall apart. Exactly. I'm failing him as a father. So I'm trying to get him ready, even though he's young. This is, this is going to be yours if I'm dead and gone. Like, you're going to have to continue the legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody else here will. They're just workers. You are family. You're blood. So people, people see me getting on to him. They're like, damn, he's harsh. That's my son. If he don't get it, nobody else will. Like, so case in point. I had already written him up and all this, warned him, and you told him, hey, man, you know, you keep, wake, keep waking up late every day. Like, you, I'm going to have to replace you, like, son or not. You know, in one week, man, he was, like, literally three times that week, 30 minutes late. And each time it was just oversleeping, you know. And, and I, had, I had came to him that last time, and I told him, I said, hey, man, he was working. I said, I just want to let you know, today will be your last day. Like, I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of warning you. 
There's nothing else I can tell you outside of this. I said, because here's the thing. If you work for anybody else, you would have been gone. And I said, now I kind of feel like you're taking my kindness for a weakness. Like, because when you, when you constantly, it's kind of like a little kid. If you constantly tell a little kid, you better stop messing with that. I'm going to spank you. You better stop. You better stop. After a while, they're going to be like, damn, he ain't spanked me yet. He probably ain't going to spank me. I'm, I'm going to do it again. I'm yep. going to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? He yep. just talked. You know? So I had, to, I had to show him that I'm not just talk. So I actually, I fired him. I fired my own son. Like, people was like. That happened to me. My dad fired me. He did. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but same reason. Same, same reason. Same reason. Yeah. But but I mean, if if you don't learn that yeah, lesson yeah. from your father, yeah. you're not going to learn it. So, yeah. but what I told him, I said, "This is what I'm going to do." I said, "I'm I'm firing you." But I I got a lot of connects. I got to connect with somebody, and I actually reached out to him and said, "Hey, you know, I didn't tell him about my son, what the problems I was having." I was like, "Hey, man, I got a my son. He's a good kid. He's looking for work. You got anything?" He's like, "Absolutely." You know, send him my way. Make a long story short, he ended up hiring him. Uh, he was doing really, really great for about two months, about three months in, man. He was just kind of went back to his old ways, running behind. He ended up, you know, at, I think he got three times of running late before they fired him. They went, they went to a point system. So he got fired. So I came to my son. I told him, I said, I, I fired you and sent you there so you could see that I'm not just the one that's on you. You know, I don't want you to think I'm just being hard on you. Mm-hmm. I said, I need you to see that in the real world, there are real expectations, and you have to follow them. Like, this ain't just me just being hard on you telling you, you know, you need to be on time. Like, like if it was for you, you'd be like, fuck, I'd be late too. But yeah, be, yeah, exactly. Like, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so I, I did that so you can see that it's not just me mm-hmm. just being – like, I don't want you to think, oh, he's just being an asshole. I'm like, no, this is real expectations. Like, I don't, I don't ask for much for people, but my thing is being on time is like – I think that, that – yeah. That's I, like a pet peeve of mine. I, I, like, I agree. With I hate that. being late for everything. So I don't care what time you go to sleep. It's not my job to tell you to go to sleep early. I don't care if you go to sleep an hour before you go to work and wake up 15 minutes before, you know what I'm saying, as long as you're there on time. What you do on your personal time, that's not my business. But once it affects my business by you not being there what time I need you to be there, then it becomes my business. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, or being there all hungover and shit. Exactly. Like that. That's another one. Like, yeah. So, I, so the lesson that was learned from my son is I, I rehired him after he got fired. He's been doing great ever since. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he realized, like, I came the other day. He's supposed to be there at 10. He was there at, like, 930. I'm like, damn, what are you doing so early? He's like, I woke up, I woke up early. I just, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be on time. Like, I'd rather you be 30 minutes early than 20 minutes late. Like, exactly. For real. So. so he's been able to develop that because I think that was just a lack of oh. discipline, you know, of, of, you know, not taking – Taking it too serious because you're young, you know, you're all well, oversleep and shit. Probably like you said, like the kid, you he saw that you were letting it slide a couple times, so he was, until you had to be like, nah, motherfucker. You. Warnings only go so far, you know yeah. what I'm saying, so. But. Yeah. What are your three biggest no-nos, like, that are on your first time you're fired type shit? <sighs> okay, so this is definitely, I mean, I'm sure any other job is like that. If I catch you stealing from me, like, you got to go. Like, right then and there. Case in point, I had a chick. I hired, I hired her. She was a really, really, really good worker. One day, she decided to uh, get the manager's code. I don't know how she got it. I think from somebody else or something watching them. And I have her on camera, opening up the register, trying to make sure nobody hears it open, take $20 out, put it in her pocket. That was, it was, that was over. Like, I don't play that. Like, I, if you come to me and you tell me, hey, you know, my light bill's short, can I get an advance on my paycheck? I don't want to get paid to you know, next week, but is it possible to get an advance? I will give you an advance and take it out your check before 
I, you know, sit back and watch something, something wrong. Like, but I'm not going to do that every week, though. We're like, come on now. You can't wear out your welcome. So I would rather people do that to me than to steal from me. But, honesty, yeah. Yeah, honesty. Like, I, I've done that for so many people. You know what I'm saying? But when you steal from me, that's just like, I, I can't forgive you for that. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's just, so stealing, for sure, for sure. Uh, another one is, one of my biggest pet peeves is talking crazy to my customers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm big on customer service. If you get out of line with a customer, like, I have to tell employees all the time, like. Customer's right no matter what. No. That's the biggest lie that I've ever heard in my life. Okay, been, so you don't go by that Hell one. no. Okay. But here's the thing. If you, de- depending on the energy you bring to me, is the energy that I'll return to you. So if you come to me and you say, hey, guys, uh, you know, you bring your food back or something. Hey, this ain't what I ordered. I got the wrong thing. Uh, you know, they, they left off my shrimp or something like that. We're sorry about that. Let us get that for you right now. But if you come back throwing this shit up here like, this ain't what I ordered. Y'all are supposed to, you know, don't, no, I don't care about you. You know, even though your order's wrong, don't bring that negative energy. I think, like, <laughs> I think a lot of people do not realize that, but Bro. I, I don't know if it's because I've worked in since, like places like being on the other side of the coin, you know, that I've learned that if I'm having an issue, come politely. That way they can serve the Especially same energy. Especially with your food, goofy. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. Especially with the food. Like, I'll come and say, hey, man, they, you guys forgot, you know, my patty or whatever the hell or fries or that way they can. All right, you know. <laughs> but the, yeah, but the, patty. The, the energy hey, you bring. it happened is, at McDonald's, man. It yeah. happened, man. The energy you bring is the energy that you're going to get back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've literally had people, they come up and, like, they might have been waiting 20 minutes. And they'll come and be like, you know, what the hell is going on with my food? What's taking so? Like, we, just the other day. It might have been yesterday, actually. A guy that came in, you know, we were busy. I'm talking about busy, busy, busy. And he's like, you know, what's going on? You know, my food's taking too long. We're like looking at his tickets like it's been 20 minutes. Like my wife just told him, was like, would you like your money back? No, I want my food. <laughs> well, if you want your food, you need to keep waiting because it's working. Like we're not going to jump and make your ticket if your ticket is five tickets behind mm-hmm. on the ticket. But that is so crazy I, that, people, <laughs> that you have to explain that. You we, know what I'm saying? They don't right. use it, common sense. That's God. like sometimes when I'm in a drive-thru, it doesn't matter if it's fast food or whatever, but I sometimes understand like, hey, they can get behind sometimes. It, it, it can get hectic in there. You know, like I understand. So I'm patiently waiting. As long as my food is there, hot, ready to go, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, like, but a lot of people don't understand that kind of stuff. You know, like the 100%. common sense, you know. And, uh, and, you know, it, it, to me, I look at it like this. If you feel like you don't have enough time to wait for fresh food, especially when you jumped in line and you saw the line was out the door, like, that's my biggest thing is if you see that people are holding up the line, do you really think you're going to get your food five minutes after you pay? Do you really think that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I see it's a long line and I know I, know I only have 30-minute lunch, I'm going to leave. That's just me. Like, uh-huh. no, nah, I don't have time to wait. You know what I'm saying? But – if I know I ain't got nothing going on, I really want what I came for. I'm going I'm to wait patiently because I know that when I do get it, it's going to be hot and fresh. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's what I and try see to see that well, on Friday. Sorry to interrupt, but on Friday, uh, that's what happened because I was uh, working with my dad uh-huh. and I had a break. So that's when I went to we went to go eat and we still got out in a good time. So I was like, damn, this is because I, I thought we were going to end up waiting because I see the Taco Tuesday thing you did. And it's like fucking light out the yeah, bro. Wait. So I was yeah. like, fuck. Hour wait, and people didn't care that it was an hour wait, bro. They was waiting. Yeah, <laughs> man. Tacos so look I, good, I thought man. that's how it was, it was gonna be. Thankfully, it was like forty five minutes. You know, forty minutes we were in there. Yeah. Um, there? So, Slaughter, talk to us about. There was a post of somebody hating 
on supposedly you stealing an idea from some other restaurant. I'm pretty sure you saw that. Hey, bro. What's your take on it? Hey, bro, I'm going to tell you like this, man. I stay getting people hating on me for no reason, bro. And I'm, a t- I'm the crazy thing. Do you thing think about- it's because of the success and like they just don't want to see people winning? Well, you got to look at it like this, man. If you know about the crab in the bucket mentality, then you understand. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's nothing, nothing more than pure hate. Anybody who follows me on social media knows that I share other people's stuff and what other people are doing more than I share my own stuff. Especially like if I see somebody selling plates, I know they don't have a restaurant. I will share their stuff, like. And without a problem, like me being me, I want to see us all eat. But my thing is, so the problem was somebody came out and said that because I made those tacos, which everybody on Facebook has been seeing those tacos floating around and not too many people in Oklahoma are doing them. So a young lady said that, you know, hey, my she's made a post like uh, off the hook, stay hate, stay stealing stuff from people and that uh, they my homegirl was about to do this same special and they came out and did it. And like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know your homegirl or know you. Like, I'm not Facebook friends with neither one of y'all. And in fact, if I would have saw your homegirl post that she was doing it, regardless if it was the same day that I was doing it, I still would have shared it. That's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, nobody in Oklahoma created those tacos. Like, those right. tacos have been around in Cali. Yeah. yeah, those tacos have been around in Cali probably like three, four years now. Like, I've been seeing it. Forever, and I've been saying, like, damn, I want to try that. Damn, I want to try that. I decided to make it as a special for Taco Tuesday. And it, not only that, it just so happened to be Buy Black Tuesday. Like, that's the name they was calling that day. Like, make sure you support. Oh, yeah, black the All Black Out. Yeah, Tuesday. It was that day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, this is the perfect day to do it. You know what I'm saying? It was. And successful. plus, the people that are making them, they're making them one day out of the week. You know how many people want that shit on a random ass Thursday or something? Like, spill. Like, you can still do the shit. <laughs> you but, know, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Let me get that crown, bud. But, yeah, man, it's just, it's just nothing more than, you know what I'm saying? I, I realize that the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't have, if you don't I have. I like that. I like that. If you don't have arrows being shot at you, you really ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have nobody trying to knock you off the ladder that you own, you really ain't, you really ain't climbing up. You know what I'm saying? You just, you at the bottom watching. If you don't have somebody trying to shake the ladder and make you fall. So whenever those, po- <laughs> whenever like you see the notification on your shit from posts like that, how do you, ha- like, what goes through your head? Like. Like, do you get kind of heated at first and then kind of just, like, say, I'm not going to say shit. I'm not going to say right. shit. I'm not hey, going to say brother, I'm going to tell you something about me, man. Since I was a kid, bro, I've always had the biggest sense of humor ever. Like, I actually thought I was going to be, like, a stand-up comedian when I was young. That's <laughs> all I ever did was make people laugh. So when I see shit like that, bro, it never, ever, ever makes me mad. Like, nothing about it makes me Somebody could come out and be like, off the hook is the nastiest shit in Oklahoma. <laughs> and I'll jump on there and probably put, like, 100 laughing faces or something, emojis. Like, that's just me, but, like... It's funny to me, you know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing that I've learned. If if you allow people's opinions about you to to you know mess up your energy and mess up the way you feel, then you're allowing them to win. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So to me, it's it's comical to me. Like I, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really, really, really funny, you know. And then I, I jumped on her post and you know and just told her. I was just like, hey, you know, you know, honestly. I don't know you or your homegirl hadn't even seen her post. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I saw it on Facebook just like everybody else saw it on Facebook. I've been doing specials since I had the food truck. Like, what is, who are you to say I can't do a special just like your homegirl was yeah. trying to do a special? You know what I'm saying? Like, who are you to say I can't do that? You know, that, and, and, and it's so crazy because when you are doing things the right way, you don't really even have to say a whole lot because mm-hmm. 
it was so many people that jumped on there and was like, what are you talking about? Like, they let her, they was dragging her because it was, like, it was almost like it backfired and it became a that's publicity exactly thing for you. Cause and, and as soon I, as I seen it, I shared that shit and I was like, man, go, go watch. I'll text him over. So, <laughs> shit. Go check out his restaurant, you know, and that, I mean, that was petty. That's what you call that, petty. But, you know, every time something like that bad happens or or somebody speak down on us, they don't realize what they're doing is they're actually actually bringing more attention off the hook for somebody who never even tried it before. So when they see it, people's like, oh, yeah, I got to see what that's, you know what I'm saying, what that's talking about. Like, I literally have had so many people ask me, when am I doing those tacos again? Because, and this is the thing about me. So we hadn't even talked about this yet, you know, we but I've actually, I'm a certified chef. I've been on Food Network, won two f- cooking competitions on there. One with my wife and my son. We competed against another family and one. And then this was all last year. And then another one, I competed against two of the top chefs in Oklahoma uh, and won that one as well. So I've won two Food Network like shows in the last year. So there's nothing that I have to steal from anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that I did on those shows was all based on the ingredients they gave me. It wasn't like I knew what I was, what I was cooking. So my creativity is on a whole nother level. Like I never use recipes. I always, I'm more like what you call a freestyle chef. Mm-hmm. I've always been there ever since I was young. Where it comes, so where if you were to give you like any ingredients and like whip something up, you're like, all right, let's kill do it. that shit, bro. Yeah. Like, I, that's just oh, me. Yeah. And, and what it stems from is when I was younger, we was really, really, really poor. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, not like missing meals poor, but like food stamps poor, welfare poor, all of that section eight poor. You know what I'm saying? So my mom, she would my she would go to like these food banks and get you know different things. They would give her whatever, whatever. So you might have six different things that don't really go together. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, she kind of let us do our own thing when it comes to you know, hey, I'm not cooking today, so y'all better figure it out. So I might go and you know make some noodles and add some you know this can of fish. I don't even know what kind of fish it is. Just got a fish on it. You know, might add some cheese, some butter, some this and that. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been the type that can take a few items that I had available and make a meal out of it. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm putting those type of scenarios where you giving me these three things and telling me to make something, it's nothing. Like, this is what I do. I've been doing it. I was doing this since I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's probably a more of an advantage for me than, than some of the people that I've competed against because they've never really just been in that mm-hmm. position. It's just kind of like, okay, now – I think I'll do this, or this sounds good. You know, with me, it's kind of like, let's get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so uh, taking that challenge to, like, saying, hey, I'm going to go to the Food Network and just compete, like, that, that's how big your confidence was? Like, you were like, I'm going to go in this bitch and just dominate. Hey, man, I, you, can, you, can, you can ask my son, man. This is the honest-to-God truth, my, my 20-year-old son. I told my son, man, he asked me, he said, so are you nervous? Like, this is doing both shows, and I'm like, like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Not at all. I'm like, this is what I do. You know, he probably was a little bit more nervous than I was because my son, he's really not really passionate about food like I am. He's just kind of like, you know, well, this is what I have available, so I'm going to do it. It's better than going to work somewhere else. So he's not as passionate. But my son, when we're actually doing the Food Network show, the first show, I knew this was going to happen. I told him prior to competing what was going to happen. I said, this is what's going to happen. I said, what's going to happen is – Myself, your mom's going to be eliminated, and you're going to have to, like, win it for us. And he was like, for real? So that's exactly what happened. The first round, my wife was eliminated. Second round, I was like, they was like, all right, well, now, you know, you got to step back. And then last round was him versus, you know, 
their the other uh, daughter of the other family that we competed against. And I and I told my son, I said, if you li- if you listen and you follow my instructions, you're going to be all right. So he he did a really really good job. Like he did a really good job of listening, executing. He executed it well, man. We ended up winning that one. So it's like like it's to me, man. It's just it's kind of like it's second nature. Yeah. You know? Like having the confidence and just going in there and making nothing hey, out of something. Hey man, I'm 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 probably one of the humblest people that you'll ever make that you ever meet. But one thing I will say is that like food is something that is just in me, bro. Like it runs in my blood. Like my that, mom's side and my dad's side. All all cooks, bro. Like that is crazy cuz uh, yeah, like cooking is is it's an art, man, and like to get it and then like come with your own recipes and then like specialties, like that to me is like hell yeah. Like if you can cook, I mean there's endless possibilities when it comes to that kind of shit, you know? And here's the thing, man. Here's the thing that people don't realize. Cooking and being a chef is two different things. Cooking, you can go online and find a recipe and follow that recipe and cook it. You know what I'm saying? But being a chef. That's creating it. I don't use recipes, bro. Like, people be trippy. People be trippy when I tell them I don't have a recipe. When they ask, can I get the recipe for that? Like, those tacos, I've never even had those tacos before. But... Just looking at a picture, I recreated what I think it tastes like. And it's just it was so crazy and so amazing to hear people say, man, those taste authentic. And I'm like, I still hadn't even tasted the original. So I didn't have a I didn't have a gauge of what I was trying to match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just like this and is what I think. That's a hard it. thing to re um remake because like those go back probably to Mexico or some shit. Like real spill. You'll never really get the real recipe, you know. Right. Like, it's birria, right? Yeah, birria. exactly. With the consomme, okay. the little dipping sauce. People think it's soup, or they don't know what they think it is. But one hundred percent. But yeah, man, that that sh- it, it took a lot of prep. And I think if I do if I do do that special again, I have to figure out a different way to do it. And the reason being is, it is physically impossible to get those tacos out in like a reasonable time. Because here's the thing: so I had at one time, I may have had like fifty orders. You know what I'm saying? That was holding. So out of those 50 orders, I could only do seven orders at a time based on the grill size I have. So by the time I get done with these seven, well, I might have 10 more that just got printed, you know, money taken, tickets coming. Like, so I'm doing seven at a time. Boom, 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 boom. Plate those, send those out. So I went from 50. Now I got seven out. Well, it's 10 more added to that. So it's just every five minutes, the tickets. Oh, what time did you finish? Man, I actually... Honest to God, truth, I, I told him I was sold out at, like, three because I was just like, I don't want to oversell it. I don't want all these tickets, and then people was like, and then I realized, like, damn, I ran out of meat. You know what I'm saying? And, but all these people paid. That's what I don't want. That's, like, one of my biggest. That's a nightmare. Yeah, that's a nightmare. It's like, damn, I just paid for it thinking I was going to get it. So I actually shut it down earlier than what I could. I probably still had about maybe 15 orders I could have got out, but I was just like, nah, I don't want to overdo it. So. so from what time to what time were you, boom, getting it? I did that from like 11 and 3, bro. And I, I literally sold like 130 orders of those tacos. That's a lot of, <laughs> Shit. That's a lot of orders, bro. Moving. Yeah. That was the busiest lunch I ever had in my entire life. Dang. Yes. So sell you some tacos if you want to get your money up. <laughs> Man, that is crazy. Add uh, a beer to that and, ooh, boy, a michelada. Man, for real. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so... Where do you want to take this, man? You have already, like, right now, as of right now, you have two locations. So where do you want to go? Where do you want to take off the hook? And Honest to God, truth, I've had so many people ask me, 
we open up a restaurant here, we open up a restaurant here. I'm if I could be completely honest with you, I'm burnt out when it comes to opening up restaurants. I feel like having a north location and a south location is plenty. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point in my life, I really just want to kind of, you know, spend more time with my kids, spend more time with my wife, with my family, because I, I've 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 seen the peak, you know what I'm saying, of what off the hook can be. But I've also I've seen examples of people who they spent so much time in the restaurant business and then they get older and they just like, man, I wish I would have had more time to do this and do that. Like I look at my kids and I'm like, man, y'all getting old, you know, and I don't even I hadn't even really had a lot of a lot of time to spend with you guys. And that's is it possible to create that life balance when you have a, a restaurant or two locations? It is with what we did now. You know what I'm saying? Before COVID hit, our South location was like we were closing at eight weekdays, nine, you know what I'm saying, weekends. Now what I did is I switched my hours to 4 p.m. Like both locations closed at 4, point, 4 p.m. The reason why, my South location, we got a lot of our business at night from those hotels. This hotel alley over there, it's off of South Meridian. It used to be the old Pearl's Cajun Kitchen. So there's no place in Oklahoma that has more hotels per capita than South Meridian. It's right down the street from the airport, so it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? People come in from the airport, boom, I can just get a hotel right here on the yeah. same street. But travel it's has... It's busier a, than the other location? It's... it's before COVID, it was. Now, no. The other location is way yeah. busier. So what happens is, when tra- with travel being on, you know what I'm saying, not as good as it was, and then you had a lot of people that were in town working for their jobs, this and that, now they're working from home. They're not even out of town because of COVID. So our numbers just kind of plummeted. So I said, okay, well, if we can just, you know, have a really busy lunch, we'll be all right. So... Uh, by me switching my hours to 11 to 4, we've been really, really, you know, we've been doing good. The North Store, is, before, the North Store wasn't doing as good as the South Store. But it's kind of hard to compare them when we're open from lunch and dinner at the South, and they're just open for lunch. You know, the numbers are not going to be the same. Now, the North Store, man, is booming. Yeah, Like, we're, we, still, yeah. we're still not, you know, really doing well on the South Side like the North Side. I mean, we're doing good enough to survive, but it's not like, oh, man, we're killing the game. So, you know, so by me closing my out by me by me closing it for <clears throat> it allows me enough time to still get home and still be able to do stuff with my kids and stuff that I didn't have that, the opportunity before COVID. So I think that's the only positive I would say about the whole COVID is like a lot of businesses are closing early. Everybody's slowing down a little bit. Yeah, like uh, Reali- I think a lot of people are realizing that the money isn't it doesn't really matter too much right now. So if you're not making as much as long as you still got time with people you fuck with. Yeah, like uh, you know that's more that's a because uh, as I said in past the, uh, episodes, if you're not ready to die, you better get ready. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> one thing is like a lot of places close at five. I work part time, and no matter what hours or what I'm scheduled, I I'm out at five. Yeah, and I think that's a, like a positive. I'm like, damn, this feels nice to, cut, to get out at five and like still like, have. Damn, it's still shiny outside. Yeah, when I get out. like you know oh, what I'm man. saying. Like I went to uh, so I was in good. barber school, so. All day I'm in school. I come here, cut hair in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. I never really got to experience how it's like to have like weekends off or shit like that. I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Hey, I, I didn't mention this, but I, like I said, I, we're closed Sundays and Mondays now. Before COVID, we were only closed Mondays. So having two days off, man, I don't know how to live, bro. Like, damn, I got two he, days he, off. He built a pond in his backyard <laughs> exactly, and shit. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, yeah, like, I'm yeah. able to cut my own grass before I was paying people to do it. Like, it's, like, that's what I was doing early. It was cutting grass, man. It's just like, man, uh, I actually got It's a little again. bit of, of relaxation as well because it's like, okay, 
you know, you can rest one day and then maybe do like some chores, spend time with the family or it's, it's, it's a, a cool a, balance. It's a, here's the thing, man. COVID has been a curse for a lot of people. It's been a blessing for me. I can't speak negative on it. Uh, not only are, am I able to have more time, I actually have more money than I had before COVID. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they, the government, they were doing, you know, different business business things for, you know, business as far as, you know, getting money, trying to make sure that, you know, businesses are able to survive. And, you know, they, they, they blessed us. So. Speaking of that, though, <laughs> um, a lot of things. Tell people how to do that, bro. That's important. Away. Damn. My bad, bro. <laughs> Shit, I'm in mid question and he's gonna interrupt. <laughs> it takes forever, bro. Man, I, just, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, when it comes to like this whole COVID thing, nobody was expecting a shutdown. Yeah, and a lot of small businesses really are were surviving, even though before COVID they were just surviving month to month, and like this shutdown. What it, like advice would you give people, or? How was even your experience as far as, like, this shutdown? Like, were you prepared? Did you, you know, like, what, what, what advice would you give, like, businesses to, to kind of better prepare themselves for future shutdown or anything similar to this shit? Honest to God, truth, it's all on a case-to-case, uh, uh, -case, you know what I'm saying, basis. It's kind of hard to say give everybody the same, you know what I'm saying, the, the same advice. Because to me, like, if I have a restaurant, right, so yeah. and, and, and there's a lockdown and I'm like, struggling and barely surviving then i in my opinion me i did something wrong because i yeah. wasn't able to plan for situations like this like i didn't have enough money i wasn't generating enough money so my business strategy wasn't all there honest to god truth man i'm gonna be 100 honest with you i had made a business decision before covid that kind of you know that's what i'm talking about man <laughs> I, I made a business decision that was kind of you know some would say it probably wasn't a smart business decision. It, to me, it still was because I feel like, you know, everything that I put into it, I own it. You know, so whenever I do decide uh, to go full full stream with it, I'm prepared to. And that took a lot of, um, you know, my, my savings, my money and things like that. So before COVID, you know, it was kind of like, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of we're kind of pushing it. You know, post COVID, it's like, OK, all right. Well, that that, that was a blessing from this. You know what I'm saying? So. To me, what I, my thing is this. If, if COVID didn't bring the true hustler out of you, it never was in you to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Because there's, I've seen so many people make so much money during the pandemic that it, it, it's crazy because you got to understand, there's so many people who are spending more time at home. You know what I'm saying? So even with me, when COVID first happened, when we had to shut down a restaurant, you know what I was doing? I was selling bulk orders. I'd go up to my restaurant and just do like bulk orders of Alfredo, you know what I'm saying? Like pasta, things like that, stuff that people can eat off of instead of going out and not have to worry about it. You got to be know, creative. You couldn't just do that same shit. You got to be creative. And you, you adjusted and adapted to the situation rather than letting it take over and be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm depressed now that I'm locked up. And you were able to find ways to like, all right. You got to. You got to, like I, yeah. Like I said, if you didn't, if you, if, if it didn't bring the hustler out of you, it was never in you to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. Everybody don't have that hustler's mentality. Everybody don't have that, regardless of what's going on, I'm still going to eat. Everybody don't have that. You know what I'm saying? Some people just kind of lay down and give up. You know what I'm saying? But with me, it was like, all right, well, shit, let me figure out what I can sell. You know what I'm saying? Let me figure out how I can still get some income in. And then it got to a point to where it was just kind of like, okay, I really don't have to do this now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I said, you know what? As much as I'd like to make these meals for y'all, I'm going into quarantine. I'm going home and chilling. You know what I'm saying? And, like, 
literally, like, me and my son, like, we would just get up every day, you know, play Madden. I cook dinner. I cook lunch. I Man, we, we gained some weight. That's got to be advantage, man, just to have a chef at the house. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gaining weight, too. Like, hey, hey well, he's, just, that, he's hey. just waiting for lunch. Yeah, like, whip hey, it up, like, Dad. I know this shit going to hey, be good. I'm going to tell know? you this. Ain't nobody skinny in my house, man. I kind of, I look at my kids. I look at my wife. I look at myself. I'm like. Damn, I'm responsible for this. <laughs> <you know? laughs> responsible Shit. for his belly. But that's like, not a true love, though. That's like, it can't man, get any better than that. I man. think that's like a culture thing, too, man. Because, like, my dad, he'll when he cooks, he's just like, eat, eat. I'm like, I'm full. He's like, come hey. on. Eat. Hey, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that, man. Mexicans and blacks have. That in common for sure. There's, Puerto Ricans, don't waste, too. Puerto I mean, Ricans, I think Hispanics like, and yeah. blacks. Yeah, Spanish yeah. and blacks. We we weren't allowed. We wasn't allowed to waste food growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like That's a you, sin. Look, you look at other cultures and stuff. It's like ah, oh, like, you know, just store it away. Like I'm, and this is why I say that. I have people what? that come to my restaurant. They'll eat. They're not black or Hispanic, and they'll you know they might not. They might get full, and you're like, you want a to go box? I'm like no, nah, I'm just gonna. Oh hell no! I'm taking away. that shit. No, us no. We eating off that shit for like the next yeah. two days. If it we even got tastes to. better the next day. Like, exactly. What you mean? Because we like, paid I'm about, for I'm about it. to go home. <laughs> Uh, watch, a sh- watch a TV show, smoke me a blind. That's my munchies. Right? Exactly. That's what the, I was asking. Like, is this some like? Is it a shame for people to take it home? Because I'm over here like, hey, give me a to go box. I'm taking this Hell shit home. No, I don't care. No shame. Because it's I a see, shame to throw it away. To that's me. what I'm saying. Because I see people like, and give me these, one of them little cups for the ranch and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, will leave their whole like the half of the plate. I'm like, bro, like just because you got full, not because it wasn't good. Yeah, but because you, got you got full. full. Exactly. I'm, but you hey. know, I can understand this though. You have some people that. They might go back to work. They might not have a refrigerator at work or something like that. So in that, in that scenario, you don't want to waste it. You're like, well, I don't want to leave it in my car all day, and then I'm not going to eat it. Wow. So I can understand yeah, that. But yeah. me personally, I don't give a shit if it's a bite left. Let me get a souffle cup to put this bite in. I ain't throwing <laughs> shit away. I, and people's like, man, it, you got all it, that money, it, yep. and you still cheap. No, it ain't about that, man. When you come from the struggle, yeah. you you refuse to, you know what I'm saying, like, to be wasteful right, because and, and, and you you know that exactly. just Bro, as much as you get it, you can lose it. You know, uh, I was smoking a blunt with one of my homies. Shout out to Vale. We mentioned him often on here. <laughs> We're smoking a blunt and it's a roach left. So I'm just like, I just throw it away. He's like, what the fuck, bro? I'm like, what? He's like, why'd you throw that away? <laughs> I'm like, because it's, it's a roach, bro. See, we I'm with just, you on that. We can just roll another fucking blunt. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Once they get to a certain size, bro, I don't even yeah. use it. I just put it in a little container and give it away or something. Well, you see, where I fucked up was I threw it away. So And it was his weed. So he was like, how the fuck are you going to just throw my roach away, bro? Yeah. At least, <laughs> like, least offer it to me. It's mine. Nah, yeah. that, that I can understand. My mom used to always cook uh, more, and she would always say it's better to have more than less because that way if anybody would come in as a visit or whatever, that she would offer, she would have enough to offer right. visit food. So I think that's something that's just like a Hispanic and black thing just to, you like, know. Why'd you, like, Mom, why'd you cook so much? It's like five of us And here. I would always take, too. <laughs> I, I, the next day I'm taking. I'm hey, packing for this, lunch. This is one of my Shit. biggest problems, man, when I'm cooking at home. As much as I'm a certified chef, as much experience I have, I do not know how to cook enough food for this just right then and there. Like, I always cook big-ass meals, and it's always leftovers, and I always find myself having more food to, like, a week later. I'm like, I got to throw this shit away. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's where I need to figure out how not to be wasteful when it comes to that because my thing is, after so long, like, I can eat meatloaf for three days, but after that fourth day, I'm like, I don't want a fucking meatloaf. I want something fresh, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, I got to figure out what to do with shit, you know? But like people, portion control type Portion thing. control. But what I do do, I, I take a lot of food to, like, work, like, leftovers and shit, and I'll feed my crew. I'm like, hey, I got some meatloaf. My bro, they like, oh, let me get some of that shit, because they know that shit going to be bomb. 
and they kill it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, it's it's going to... It's going to be used, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. But at certain times, I'll be throwing shit out the refrigerator. I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have cooked all this damn food. Yeah, so you're, you're seeing food 24-7, man. So you said that it was, since little, you always liked to cook, and it was just always in your, like, veins pretty much. Bro, it's in my DNA. When I tell you this, my, dad, my dad's father, my grandfather, he was a long-time cook in the military, you know, out of tinker, everybody – it's been out there that long. Not like I, I have people that still tell me to this day, like, yeah, your grandfather was this, he was that, you know. So he was he was top shit. You know what I'm saying? He was on the shit. My mom has been the you know probably one of the greatest cooks I've ever met in my life. My mom, she would literally every Sunday cook like big ass meals. People would come over, you know, friends and family eat. You know what I'm saying? She would do this every Sunday, and then throughout the week she would cook. So when I say that. Cooking is in my blood. It's it's on both sides, on my dad's side and my mom's side. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I know for a fact I was created to to continue that lineage. And it's it's so crazy that my grandfather he worked. You know, he was in the military, but he had ambitions of having a restaurant, doing his own thing. But he never did it. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, she's always you know just love food. So to me, I've been able to do something by taking both of their passions and taking it to another level. You know what I'm saying? So that. That is what really makes me smile is to know that, like, I took what they started to another level, a level that they never got to. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, to me, man, that's that's really a great feeling. And, oh, like, damn. Like, it's an ultimate achievement. Yeah, sure. like, man, I know my grand- my grandfather passed away. My mom's still alive. You know, but I know my grandfather is just – I know he's proud of what I'm doing because I, I'm the only one in the family on my dad's side that following my grandfather's footsteps. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else is – Doing what I'm doing. Everybody can cook, but nobody actually took it to the step to getting paid to do it. You know yeah. What I'm so, uh, so with, uh, with that, have you seen that interview on uh, the Breakfast Club with Dame Dash, where he's talking about like being a boss? Yep. And all that. What are your thoughts on that mentality right there? Honest to God, truth, man. Like, like I said before, even as a youngster, I never really thought about you know what I'm saying being a boss and having a restaurant, things like that. I give all that credit to my wife, 100. You know what I'm saying. But now that I'm in this position. Like, I encourage any and everybody, like, to, to, like, really step out on faith and do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? If it makes sense. Sometimes it don't make sense. Sometimes I, I've, real, I've seen this. People will jump and do their own thing too soon before they actually have the experience. You got to do analyze so. it, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got to know when to jump out and do your own yeah. thing. You can't, you know, like you said, be in barber school and be like, I'm opening up my own barbershop next week. No, you're not ready for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to – it's a procedure that you have to follow, you know what I'm saying? But the ultimate goal for everybody should be, you know what I'm saying, like how can I figure out how to make my – do my own thing, you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. I'd be, I'd be wrong to tell somebody that everybody should be a boss because if everybody was a boss, who's going to work? Right, right. Who's going to work? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you need people like me to create opportunities of training for you can be your own boss, you know what I'm saying? So I have people that come to me all the time like, hey, you know – I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready to, you know, move on. I got a bigger and better job. I got another opportunity. I encourage that. I don't get mad when somebody yeah. comes to me and tell me that, hey, another job is offering me five more dollars than what you're, what you're offering me. You know what I tell them? You ain't there yet. Like, yeah, go ahead. Get it. Yeah, you know? like I, I, I tell them. Do you I'm think like, maybe they're asking you that so, that, so you uh, give them five more dollars and you're like, stay with me? Maybe possible. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is I have done that in the past. If it's somebody that I really felt like, like, no, nah, I don't want to lose you. You know, I offer that. But, you know, at the same time, if I'm not ready and I'm not in a position to pay you that, you know what I'm saying, that 
I encourage you to go do that. Like, I'm not going to hinder you and be like, no, you know, don't do it. You know, yeah, that might bro, be. That's, that's, no. that's solid right there. That's, right yeah, that's bro. Solid, I encourage you. I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah. man, if you, if you, they offer you how much? I'm like, oh, no, you got to take that, bro. Yeah. And I, I'll work it out to where it's just like, shit, how soon they need you to start? Like, if I can, if I can send you on your way, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like, well, can you at least work two two weeks? Like, no, if yeah. if you're in that position, man, you know, at least work to the end of the week or something. Like, yeah. I can figure this out. Like, I want to see others do as well as I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes no sense to be a Jordan of a team and you got a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, no-name players that aren't contributing. Like, I'd rather we all be Jordan. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, for real, like, at the end of the day, because I know for a fact, like, I tell people this all the time. When they, I post a lot of other restaurants, you know, food and things like that and what they're doing. And it may be somebody that's doing exactly, you know, what I'm doing, maybe doing fish or something like that. But my thing is, when it comes to other people, I don't see them as competition, regardless of what they're doing. You know who my competition is? Me. I'm my own competition. Because a lot of times, I might want to do something, but then I'll talk myself out of it. Or I might get lazy. Or I might get stagnant. So, my, my saying is, my inner me is my enemy. Like, I'm my own enemy. I'm my own enemy. I'm the one that can stop me from getting to the next level. You know what I'm saying? So, nothing that nobody else is doing is going to stop me. Like, here's the thing. I'm open six, what? I'm open five days a week now. You know what I'm saying? If I can feed you or feed somebody one day of that week, I can't feed you all those other four days if I'm open five days. So, you got four days to go somewhere else and eat. So. Yeah. I, it's not going to hurt me if you go on some. You're not going to eat with me every day. I'd yeah. be dumb to think that you're going to exactly. come to me every yeah. day. So as long as you, as long as you still shop with me, I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it doesn't hurt me to see you go somewhere else and eat. It don't. Yeah, we it's all like can us. Eat like if you watch our podcast and then after you're done, you watch somebody else's. That's fine. It is we what it need, is. We need more pod, good podcasts. Yeah, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, like go ahead. That, like that, same that, shit with barbers. There's a lot of uh, people that are still on that mentality, but if Somebody that I cut up gets cut up by my homie. It's I'm not tripping. Like, bro, I couldn't get you at five o'clock, and he Some can. barbers take it to the like. Ah, oh, yeah, you fucking. That's just the security. I would yeah. say. At the end of the day, guess what? Somebody I knew made money. So guess what? Yeah. That makes me feel good. Our, it's a tri- <laughs> it's a tribe. Like I this think that's is, what people don't understand. Yeah. Like, and this a, is why I love this podcast because uh, yesterday I was at the river, and somebody said, "Hey, Darwin," and it was one of my home like old buddies that I used to work with, and he was like. He still was working at that same place, and he was like, man, I've been watching your podcast. It's been amazing, man. It has actually encouraged me to start my own stuff. Like, it's made me consider, like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to do my own shit. Like, I'm tired of just working for a corporate job that at any given time 100%. I can be replaceable. You and know? the so beautiful thing is that people see, like, people they know. So it's like, it's not just like a random yeah. person that's already super famous or something. So like- to me, that was like... Damn, that's that's what's up. Like, and I I told him like, get it, man, get it. You know, if you are one of those persons that are determined and you don't want to move up the corporate ladder and whatever and what, then go 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 do your shit. You know, like that's the big thing. That that bug is bugging, huh? Yeah, bro. I hate. Hey, one thing Fly. I hate more than anything is flies, bro. Man, they're they're annoying. I, they just I like, don't stop. I like mosquitoes more than flies. Mosquitoes uh, might bite you. Fuck, the thing about, about a mosquito, but the, a mosquito is not going to land on your food after going and land on some shit. You yeah, feel? yeah, real shit you know or saying? a dead body or whatever. Yeah, the exactly. Fuck, yeah. Like flies, they don't care. They land on your face. You, know, I don't know what the hell you've been on. Like <laughs> mosquitoes, you know they're going to bite you on your arm or something. They're yeah. not going to bite you on your face. So to me, it's like they are they're super annoying. But yeah, yeah they're just, nasty as fuck. Too. Bro, I hate them, bro. Like, Sorry, my bad, bro. <laughs> we, we 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 fucking didn't see it until like once we hit that record hey. button. That motherfucker was like, ah, I'm a fucking brother. It's it's summertime, man. You That's know what's crazy is. Holy moly donut shop hey, shit. This is what I do with flies. Look at him right man. there. Look at it. I'll catch him out of the air or something. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'll catch him out of the air. Shake him up and like throw him against the wall. Like I do crazy shit. Like oh that. man, if you can, it's hard to catch a fly, man. If you can catch one, I don't know. They have some kind of sensor that probably they're five seconds ahead of you, way before you're like thinking about it. They're like, you gonna you gonna swing, motherfucker? No, just fly out, you know? <laughs> nah, but nah, um, it's summertime, man. That's that's to be expected. But nah, man. At the end of the day, man. If you, like what we're saying, if, if you're not happy about seeing other people eat, you know. And you're eating as well. You're a hater. I think that's the problem with uh, when it comes to and I fucking hate politics. But when it comes to the big, the big people, they want to see certain people win. And I feel like if you want to become a country of success and keep growing, the more successful people you have, the better the country's going to be. You know, I feel like they limit themselves into like who is going to be. You know, like they don't want certain people to win. But yeah, fuck that. Fuck all that. But hey, we, we don't usually do this, but do you want to take a smoke break and then we can come back to the? Hey, or man, do you want to smoke after? Honest to God, truth, bro. I don't even smoke blunts. So I'm gonna tell you why. All right. Oh, so shit. I realized this a long time ago. I have asthma. The yeah. only thing that triggers my asthma is tobacco, and and like blunts are tobacco leaves, I guess or whatnot. So yep. every time I smoke a blunt, like it triggers my asthma, man. I can't breathe and oh, shit like that. So shit, I had to actually. Sucks. I had to switch to joints like raw cones and shit. I feel like an old ass man. I have I smoke, a cone. If uh, I smoke joints, stuff a cone, I should have known. Now you do that, that's a whole cool. different story. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I just I don't know what it is, man. But they it's just I start coughing and choking, can't oh. breathe, and all that type of shit. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, nah, so cone. Oh yeah, I smoke raw cones all day long. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, props to y'all motherfuckers that can do shit and, when y'all get high and shit because I can't. <laughs> Can't uh, shit. I can't, bro. I overthink. I don't know that why. Shit balance me out, though, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you're able to. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but I'm I'm that guy that uh, if we're smoking, I might hit it three or four times and be good. Like I don't I don't see how people can sit there and just smoke like four blunts back to back to back. Like no, that's big, a waste of weed. Big doinks over here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this man over here. Woo. Yeah, for real, boy. Shit, he has gotta, a high tolerance. You gotta man. have lungs no, built for that shit. Yeah, hell, man. fuck hey, that shit up. Once man. I once I start feeling, I'm like. It's kind of like drinking. Like, it's funny when I tell people this, they don't believe me, but I've never been drunk as far as, like, shit face drunk. I've never been that to that point because I grew up around a lot of drunks. So I've watched a lot of people, you know, drunk and act crazy, exactly. throw up, and have to clean up, throw up behind motherfuckers I know and shit like that. So, like, a- me, B. me, once I get to a point to where I'm like, all right, I need to stop, I'll stop. That's me. I learned that. I've learned that. Uh, I'm learning. When I, when I, <laughs> you learning, you said? That I'm learning. <laughs> Uh, once I get to that point, I felt like, to me, it wasn't worth it. Like, the aftermath of, like, being hangover, your headache dehydrated. Somebody going to record your ass, too. And you I don't, yeah, you're, <laughs> in the moment that you're fucked up, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. The next day, you don't even remember. So, they're telling you, like, man, you acted a fool. You was doing right. dumb shit, you know? And then, not only that, you lose, you lose a day. So, if you're off Sunday and you had all these plans to do this, hiking or whatever, you're fucked. Because you're... Hangover, you're in bed all day with this headache and like, oh, fucking dehydrated. You have no appetite. Fuck. That's, I hate that shit. That's one thing about weed is you don't have a hangover. Yeah. You might be high the next day, but it's not like, damn, I can't get out of bed high. It's like, I feel a little drowsy or something. You know what I'm saying? But it, with alcohol, nah, I've seen motherfuckers like, man, I can't focus. You know, next day they all, they in bed till like 6, and 6 p.m. because they just still. Don't get other drugs involved because, oh, boy. <laughs> All I know about Twack. is weed, man. That's one thing about me. I, I've never did pills. I've never did coke. I've never did all of that extra shit. And like, I'm not better than anybody else that has, but my thing is, 
if weed gets me high, I don't need nothing else. Like, there's no need to go to the next level. I feel like kind of like a video game. It's like, all right, I defeated this weed shit. Let me move on to coke or some shit. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> For real. Man, yeah, I've never been intrigued to that, like, other pills. Like, I don't know, bro, like. I've never been a fan of peer pressure either. I had people to try to get me to try, like, ecstasy or shit. I'm like, I ain't trying that shit. What do I need? Yeah, I don't even I don't like taking it. I'm good right now. I'm having a good time. <laughs> It's same with, uh, like, you got to be yourself with or without alcohol. Like, there's people that are like, ah, give me, uh, give me a drink and I'll do this. Give me, like, like man. Or, right. like, you know, like, just be yourself. Like, fuck it. You know, like, yeah, like, just be yourself, period. 100%, you know? bro. But. Um, What's that strain, man? Uh, my homie grew it, so I'm not even sure what it's called. I grow but. weed as well, man. Shout out to Costaline. Oh, speaking up. speaking of weed, yeah, um, the weed is the future, man. I think it's the future. Um, the only thing we got to watch out is for you know once it comes legal, at least here in Oklahoma, is like the big corporations are talking about it. recreational. Yeah, recreational. Yeah. Like when it comes, you know, the these big corporates are going to just take over, and those people that have been busting their ass trying to build something that been passionate about weed, then they're going to get fucked. They but are you know, going to get fucked. I don't is, think all of them, though. I think the people that... The smart business people that like know it, how yeah. to strategize and, and, you know... Not only that, the ones that are already killing the game now that it's medical, they're still going to exactly. kill the game when it's I think, recreational. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, it's, to me, it, it, it only makes sense that if the price range is, is, is set at the right market and then add the product has the quality that you need, regardless of what's going on, the, the little man is still going to make money. You know what I'm saying? Because, guess what? The... Regardless of who else is selling there, it's like you've been getting it from me. You're not going to stop getting it from me just because somebody else came out. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that happened even on the streetwise level. A lot of street motherfuckers went legal. So now I'm able to go get it from them. You know what I'm saying? I didn't just, like, now because you're a dispensary, I got to go find another street dealer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I seen it going from boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, I'm still rocking with that dude right there. You know, it's crazy is that I actually thought once it went recreation, I mean, once it went uh, medical, that a lot of the street drug dealers would be out of business and stuff. But the main thing about it is if you've been getting it from your connect for so long and your connect's getting it from Cali or something, you're still going to get it from your Cali, yeah, from your yeah. Cali connect because a lot of the weed grown in Oklahoma, I mean, I'm not going to say it's trash, but here's the problem. We haven't been allowed to grow weed for that long. So, so we had, don't. So it's we're like so the coronavirus. We don't have enough. Not just uh, that. that. We're, we're so far behind. Cali's been recreational for so long. So Colorado's been recreational for so long. So they mastered that shit already. We exactly. hadn't mastered that as growers in Oklahoma. We're still trying to learn how to make it work for our humidity, how to, work it make, how to make it work for our climate, how to make it work for the dirt we have here. Like, it's so much that we're, we're, we're trying to learn. We're learning. They've already learned that shit. Like, they mastered that shit. So, it's going to take some years before us to be like, all right, Oklahoma weed is, like, legit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's some good shit being grown, but the genetics are not from here, clearly. Right. There's no, it's coming from other places. There's so still some trial get, and error to be made before we perfect this shit. Exactly. So, if you're getting seeds from California of a, different, of a, a certain brand, yeah, that brand is going to be fire, but you still don't have the, the climate that California has that, that's perfect for growing weed. Like, our climate here... It's, it's kind of iffy, you know what I'm saying? But if you do it in, like, greenhouses and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, indoor, it's kind of it's kind of hard to mess it up, you know what I'm saying? When you do it strictly mm-hmm. outdoor, it's a little bit different, but we're, we're learning. That's, so it's, it's more of a trial and error purpose right now. So Yeah, um, but it's, it's cool. I'm excited for, for it to be recreation. I think it's just a matter of time within a couple of years. Um, then, then more states are leaning towards, 
it being recreational. And it's, it's cool. It's cool. How far along are we on the podcast right now? We are an hour and nine minutes. Let's uh, take a little break, and then we can come back and talk about uh, the story with your buddy that you shared the other day. Yeah. All That's right. That's a perfect story. First, first time in history that we take a break at the half court. Yeah, podcast. real shit. Episode thirty four. First time we're taking a break. Yeah, fuck yeah. it, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Ah, shit. <laughs> you got a contact. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't even take the smoke break. <laughs> yeah, me, on me. Uh, we are back, and uh, let's just get this rolling, man. Um, where were we? You were, we were about to talk about a story. What story, bro? You got to remind me. I shit. think what we talked about out there was a pretty good thing. Like, uh, you were talking about Hispanics and blacks and stuff. That's a good conversation, I think. 100%. Now, speaking of that, um, what, are, what is your take on the whole situation of what's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter and, you know, the protests, George, George Floyd and, and all that good jazz, man? Honest to God, truth. This is what my take's on it. We have been, as blacks... You know what I'm saying? As Hispanics, we have been the biggest targets in America for a long time. Do you know what I'm saying by that? Mm-hmm. That's why I cried last episode. <laughs> this shit's got to stop. This shit's getting old. It's getting real old. You know what I'm saying? And I feel that we deserve the same respect as anybody else in America. We built this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Am I right or wrong? I agree. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, that's your take on it? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. It just has to be. I'm at, I, like I said, I'm glad that the whole protest and the whole shit, you know, the whole situation with the movement happened. And thank God for, you know, because you can see a lot of negativity on social media. But the water, bro. Yeah. But the, the positive of it is like, okay, somebody said, you know, this has to stop, so we're going to do a protest. Even though I'm still, man, I'm still mad of the whole George Floyd shit, you know. But it had, to, it had to be it had to be done. Like this protest, this movement had to be done, you know, because it has to stop. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But here's my thing: you got people saying that, oh, I'm mad at the people who was recording. I'm mad. Y'all should have did something. They did do something. They sparked the movement. You feel me? Like if it wasn't for their recordings, we wouldn't know what happened. I know that's that's true, but then you're you're in like. You seeing a man getting killed by a police is like, fuck. You, you would have stopped him? You would have went up to that cop and stopped him? You? Like I, you would have went up and stopped him? I would have, yeah, tried to. I might, like I said, I might have just get tased and pissed myself now, while I'm, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to be honest. Me standing there recording, I see what's going on with him. What's going to happen to me next? What good am I to the world? What good am I to the world to just lay there and die without showing the world how I died. Okay, so something I would have done, and it's that, easy to that change the world. Great point, great point, because if nobody point. sees it, yeah, it yeah does, no, 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 yeah, no change exactly. Yeah, exactly. so you would have just been another motherfucker that got killed without well, that, without a story. I, that nobody saw what happened, so it would have went away. I yeah, you can get the mic close to you, bro. No, you can you can lean that way. You can just just push it forward. Back hurt, man. I'm used to back support. Back. Love. No, no, yeah. I, that's why I stay like this the whole podcast, one. you know, because it, it supports your back. Um, one thing I would have done is probably encourage the people that were around me. Hey, we all can do something together. 
You know, that's that that would be the type of person I would have been in that situation. Because I know if I go by myself, I'm gonna get fucked. I'm gonna be another guy. But there's no time for that. that shit there is so time quick. for that. Yes, you. Yeah, like, hey, man, like, what are y'all doing standing there recording? Like, let's get, let's help this man. He can't breathe. He's saying it right now. Like, let's so, go. So let me ask you a question. Okay? Yeah. Let's be honest. So if there was that, if there wasn't that person there recording, like you just said, and that person was actually defending that person, so now you have Maybe. two dead. Hold on, let me finish. So now you have two dead bodies, but no recording. What happens to those two dead bodies? There was multiple angles of people recording. That's the thing. I, I get your point. I get your point. But so who's but, to say that the one that got the footage and not the one that jumped in is the one that deserves it, it, the, it can, the credit it, for it? It could, it could have been either way. What if uh, that person that encouraged everybody to say, hey, you know what? This man needs help. We, we would have had George Floyd today. He wouldn't have been killed by a cop. You know that you gotta look out <clears throat> both situations. Like, yes, but, I get your point. But if and I'm, but if you if you now have two dead bodies, because that's what's gonna happen. You jump in and you try to choke out a police officer. Not choke out, but like, hey man, like how are you gonna get him off of him? You're just gonna jump in and say, Hey, get off of him. No, <laughs> well, you gotta I, get off. I, that's not I'm working. Not, they were doing it in the video. I'm not doing it by myself. Hey man, that's not I know cool. I'm gonna be yeah, I'm a, hey, I'm a, stop that. You're gonna get closer. And say stop that. You saying stop that while you recording. You just, you doing the just, like, just like one video made the movement of the protest, the same thing could have been done as far as like not letting this man kill this George Floyd. You just you just said something that's very important. The video. We've seen it happen so many times. The video is what really sparked change. The video. You know why? Because now the people who never even thought this stuff was happening got a chance well, to there's see a, there's the video. A lot of videos of of Police brutality Like there's a shit ton There's no excuse for this one though We've seen a lot But we've seen a lot of excuses Am I correct? I'm talking about excuses Where people get off Right or wrong We've seen so many of them get off So to see somebody actually get charged That's the change that we need Like no This this video worked So that video was way more powerful Than going up to the the person And being like So if they kill that person And you with no video George George Floyd was almost like a uh, Like a modern day Jesus Like he sacrificed himself so, George Floyd. So the masses would see what's going on, which is fucked up, but that's why. It's sad that one person had to lose his life for the mat. For, look how many people who would have never went to like a Black Lives Matter march or protest. Look how many people who would never have done that. They said, you know what? This is what it's going to take for me to do that. Yeah. And the more people you have doing that, that's what, man, change has started. Have you, have you really not seen a change? Yeah, like, of course. It started because of that video. Are we right or are we wrong? Oh, we, it didn't start 100%. because of that death. Because that death happens all the time. 100%. All the time by the police. 100%. So why is this death now the one that... No, it's the video. That video, there's no excuse for it. There's nothing that not, anybody yeah. behind the scenes can say, well, he did that because of this. Because when you jump on any of the news threads, I what do you see? People defending it, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't defend that. If you defend that, you're basically saying, I'm a racist. Yep. It's 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 brutal. Like nine minutes, you having your knee, like I couldn't even watch that shit. For yeah, shit. it's brutal. Like it like, took me time. You're to vulnerable. Watch it. Like at that point, like yeah, I'm telling That's you. That's why like, a lot of times I don't even share a lot of the whole kids being uh, like uh, yeah, immigration I shit. I'm I don't. I don't like, share it because fuck. I don't share. It I too. can't do nothing about it. So you, I'm not. First even of all, it. yeah, exactly. You can't do nothing about I just it. Bring awareness. Hey, hey, before hold on, hold on. Let me stop you right then and there. You said you can't do anything about it. But here's the thing. We couldn't do nothing about the police killing us for so long until that video came out. Yeah. So if you sharing it shows people who never would have saw it, you're yeah. doing something about it. Am you're I right. right or am I wrong? You're right. 
It's a, yeah, you're right on that. Good thing it's I like, shared. Good thing I shared one of those today. today. But it, before, I, that's how I would think. I'd be like, it's just negative. Like, fuck, uh, bro, that shit makes me sad. It's, so. it's negative, but neg- it's, negativity uh, is what this country has thrived off on for so long. I mean, you got to go back to the days of when fuck all the culture vultures that I've been saying that's from day one. You got to go back to the days of killing Native Americans and stealing their land, and they thought you were friends. You know what I'm saying? You got to go back to those days. So and that's something, yeah. I say, do you, like, because they glorify Christopher Columbus. Like, at least when I was in school, I don't know how it is right same, now. Same as well. Right. Now it's, it's he's the, the guy that discovered America. But how is America discovered? How is it being discovered when there was already people? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they glorify him as a person that did discover America. But then again, he did what he did. He took the slaves, the Indians. He raped them. He did all kinds of crazy shit. But then again, like. They don't teach. Here's the thing, though. Guess how many people didn't want that story to get out? Guess how many people didn't want that being told? You know what I'm saying? Like the negative side the of negative Christa- side of it. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's lot. Like, a lot. That's like the government now. Like the whole thing with the whole uh, rapist shit that's going on right now. Uh, whatever. Pizza gate and all that. And kids the, being what, sold. The, the, the Jeffrey Epstein and yeah, all. Like, I don't know how that got out. But how, like I'm pretty sure Donald I, Trump I'm isn't happy you. that. His best friend is uh, whatever just, the fuck. Have you watched this, uh, the thing on Netflix? They just caught uh, Gillian Maxwell. And the female. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just a matter of time until she's uh, like dead. or well, I don't know because she has a lot of information. Did, did you see what came out on the news the other day? No. The smoke screen. The smoke screen was preparing you by saying she's uh, suicidal. They're, they're, they're secretly putting that out that she's suicidal. You know why? Because if she dies... You oh, can't she's say su- you didn't, they didn't tell you that she was suicidal. So they're preparing her to be, quote, unquote, suicidal. Because Crazy. she's got to die before she can testify. That's exactly. just how it works. Exactly. That's how it works. Yeah, exactly. That's the same thing with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, he, he uh, hanged himself. And the cameras were off. The you guards know, were sleeping. You know what Epstein was getting ready to do? He was getting ready to tell all his clients, which is prominent people in Hollywood. Big, big names. Like presidents, past presidents, like... Brother, it's some, it's some deep stuff, man, when you, really, when you really know, you know what I'm saying? But you, you go back and you think of anybody who spoke out against what they knew, what happened to him? JFK, what happened to him? Whew. What happened to him? We know that. Tupac, what happened to him? Dave yeah. Chappelle. No, 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 no. We're talking about no. that. No, we're talking about the ones that sacrificed their lives. Dave Chappelle's still alive. I'm yeah. talking about death. Death. I'm naming so. people that was assassinated. Yeah, so. Quote, Ke- unquote, Kennedy. that nobody ever was Tupac. charged for. Biggie. Uh, Martin Luther King. Malcolm X. Biggie. Biggie. Nobody was really ever charged oh, for that. Oh, I got you. Like, people once, actually died. Once died, you get, died, died. exactly. Cases are unsolved. They're getting nowhere with it. Biggie and Tupac's murders will never be found. You know why? You know Why? Why? What do you think about Nipsey? Hold on, listen. listen yeah, yeah, to yeah, me. we'll get there. Let's get there. Me. Come on, right, listen come on. to me. Yes. Stop playing. Biggie and Tupac's killers will never be found. You know why? Why? Because the ones you're asking to find the killers are the ones who killed them. Does that make sense to you? Yep. They're going to find themselves. They're going to say, uh, after looking at ourselves in the mirror, we want to turn ourselves in. You think they're going to do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, uh, hell no. Yeah, <laughs> we want to turn so, ourselves in. Do you think it's white men hiring black people to? Make these kind of crimes to make it seem like it's a gang-related thing? I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, man. You know how all the drugs got into the black community? How? We didn't go overseas and get them, right? We didn't no. go get coke. No. You know how they were getting into the black communities? How? The same ones arresting them for the, for the crimes. The same ones that 
were arresting them were the ones that knew what they were doing because they were the ones giving it to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that has happened so many times where somebody has got a quote-unquote donation of drugs and you want them to sell them. It's like, so you think somebody really just going to give you drugs and say, hey, sell these drugs for me. But us thinking money... We accepted it. So you're saying we, that comes from the government? That, uh, exactly. So man. Like, the the whole free, like the whole freeway Rick Ross situation. Hey, are you familiar brother, with that, brother? You seen, you seen American Gangster, right? You seen how the military was bringing back. That's that's real. You seen how it was bringing back drugs and coffins, yeah. right? Like yeah, people yeah. was dying. At, what do you think the wars? The wars are so really bad, bro. Like oh, they've been man. doing that for so years. So what you're saying is the government starts this, and then it just becomes a whole. Bro, fucking they, they're going to get the drugs, killing people for the drugs, bringing them back, and then making you sell them only so they can arrest you and take all the money that you just made for them. If you have you ever known? I mean, I mean that's what Dougie said in, in in a podcast that the county or when somebody gets and in, goes into jail, they make thirty thousand off of that person that goes in just just think of it that think of it like this have you ever noticed that the the they will let you sell drugs for like three to four years before they actually step in exactly you know how many drug deals they've seen that they could arrest you on they're fucking they're watching taking notes like here's the thing you are are more valuable if i get you four years down the line than if you three months in you know how much money you got three months in exactly you know how much money you got four four years in Enough to be able to buy some police cars and uniforms and, right? That is fucking crazy. Now that I think about it, because like I'm like they'll take they'll take the drug dealers' cars and then make them police cars. Hey, hey, one hundred percent. Hey, I seen this man. I can't remember. It it was in Oklahoma somewhere. A Lambo. No, bro. It was one in Oklahoma, bro. I'm gonna tell you what happened. So they seize the police. I mean, uh, they seize the a drug dealers like Hummer. Like, the chief of police was driving it around and saying that was his police car. Fuck like, yeah. a Hummer, bro, or something oh. like a... Like, I'm talking about, like, a deck-down Hummer, too. And he just wrote police on the side. He said, oh, yes, police car. So he's really out that, here, like, actively pulling people over in a Hummer. That makes a lot more <laughs> sense. Like, because they'll... Five years, they're still studying, taking pictures. And they have enough at that point to be like, all right, this, this motherfucker's going to make us some good money. Hey. That makes a lot more sense now. So, so let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. I, I know I've never been locked up myself. Glory to God. I give all glory to God because I could have been locked up a long time ago because I'm from every hood you could think of, from Murder One to Panic Zone to Prince Hall to 36 departments. Sooner, like, I lived in all of these places, Providence apartments. Like, these are some of the slums back, back then. It's probably better now. I know, I know how the game works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how it works. Like, there's nothing about the hood you can't tell me because I've seen it firsthand. Like, I've seen how we are, we're put in positions to so want to like, do crime. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're put in positions where... At the end of the day, it's all a system, no matter how you look at it. It's just a system for us to just fall into it. That's why they call it the prison-to-pipeline system, man. It's like, we make up the majority of the prison system. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... We are, we've already, like the package has already been dropped off. This is what people got to understand about blacks, Spanish, you know, poor people. The package has already been dropped off in our DNA. It's up to us to say, I'm not going to sell those drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to break that cycle to where we've seen so many of our uncles and, and people. older people, our own people do the same thing. And you know what's going to happen. Like, you know, at this point now, every drug dealer gets caught. If you think about it. Have every ever, drug yeah, dealer gets, uh, I forgot who said, like, have you ever seen an old drug dealer? Yeah. 
every drug dealer gets caught. That's something that we need to be saying more, not just on Facebook, but in, in, in general, because I, I don't know. It's just know a matter any, of time. Brother, I don't know anybody that was really doing it big that never got caught. Like, hey, uh, what do you Like, if what you, you are doing do? it again, where would they get the fuck out? Yeah, like. Get out. Hey, you know, yes, the old person. Hey, what? What did you retire on? I'm a I'm a retired drug dealer. Hey, and it's you don't see that shit. American Gangster taught me something, man. You know how we you know how we get caught? How by doing crimes with other motherfuckers or being nope. too flashy? I think 100. percent This is how we Especially get caught. Especially when you're in a. This is how we get caught. All the houses, so, cars, and I'm fucking ready materialistic. Tell you, I'm getting ready to tell you some real shit. This B- is how we BMF, get caught. That's how they feel. We go by uh, old school. And just put the the brightest shit on it possible. Like we want to have the shiniest, brightest, you know, whether yeah. it be a brand, a Wonder Bread brand, or this or that. We go by the 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 thing that's going to get the attention the most because but, we want to be seen. But in being seen, you're also being seen. Like, seen. who is this motherfucker? Where he work? Right. And they start right. once they start doing that research. This motherfucker don't have no job. That right there is a. We got to start watching him. It's a, it's a like like do you. Actually blame them because you are most of them are like they never had something they struggled and like you know they come so out what of the trenches the trench yeah the, fuck I can't even say trenches it right trenches yeah what you said bro uh, what are your thoughts on jewelry and shit like that because you could obviously like if you wanted to have a chain or a little bracelet you hey, could man. have it you're humble like hey man look look at me bro so I don't have no bracelets no no watches none of that shit bro. But the thing about me as well is my favorite color has always been red. Even when I was younger, like I like blue at a young That's age. That's my color too. Real red. bloody, real my, bloody. My favorite color has always been red. At, out of all the hoods I've ever I've ever been in, I've never been quoted on any set. I've never said, what up, blood? It ain't never came out of my mouth. Like, in fact, I say, what up, cub, more than anybody. Like, yeah. like I used to think in elementary school I was a crip. You know what I'm saying? Middle school as well. I thought I was from 60s and stuff. But you see me, I wear red. Red is just my color. It looks good on me, better than, you know what I'm saying, any, anything else. So I always get confused as he's gang affiliated or something like that. So not only do I have to worry about, you know, real gangsters out here that might think, oh, that's a blood, even though I'm not, you know what I'm saying, or police, oh, that's a blood, even though I'm not. So now I've already got an established target on my back just because I like a certain color by this group and by this group. So when I say that we are we are America's most wanted, like why can't I wear red? Why does it have to be affiliated? Like you with off a gang? top, off top. If you get off at Seven Eleven right now, it's a black dude with a red shirt. So you you're and red shoes. Like I'm I'm gonna look. That's what you're saying. Like you're basically you've been doing. This. Hey, and I am not gang affiliated whatsoever, and that's what makes me mad. Is that so? That what I can't that means wear a color is, without it being affiliated with something. What that means bad. is that you always have to write clean. Like you can't even have a illegal and, and, blood and, and, on and, you because they might target you. And, and you're and like, it, fuck! I just that, have a blood. You got to be yeah. smart. You got to be smart from both ends, though, because just like I said about the police, you got to worry about these guys over here that think uh, you are think you're yeah. a gang. So you know, they somebody just got shot and they think a blood did it, and they see you in red, fuck. they're automatically going to think you a blood. So what I did is I'm smarter than that. I'm not dumb. I'm not going to be caught slipping. So yeah. everywhere I go, I pack a piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm active when it comes to shooting, things like that. So I, I pray to God that I'm never been in that. I'm never, you know, put in that position. Yeah. But I pray to God that that person's never put in that position as well because somebody's going to lose their life. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah same, same. And, and my mindset has been for a long time, kill or be killed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be ready. If you don't, if you walk around this earth and you feel like, 
nobody's would ever try to take your life. You got to go back and look at, like you said, Nipsey. Nipsey, if you listen to it was like he got caught lacking. If you listen to Nipsey's album, Nipsey said in his album, "You're not gonna catch me slipping." What happened to Nipsey? He also said, uh, "30 after all the banging, all the mirrors, how you some shit." Died at thirty six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, bro, that happened. So, so as I listen to Nipsey, bro, I realize you didn't listen to your own advice. He didn't, he didn't take his Fuck. own advice, bro. And, and I'm, I'm I'm guilty of that. I know a lot of good shit, but I don't take my own advice sometimes. You got to, yep. bro, because you don't want to be Nipsey when it comes to the sacrifice that Nipsey had to make. Nipsey, they say this is just hearsay. I'm not for sure, but they say Nipsey had a bodyguard. So Nipsey's bodyguard was always packing. Like, he was allowed to. So Nipsey had a friend that just got out of prison. And he hit him up like, hey, bro, you know, I just got out. I need some clothes. They say, you know, Nipsey didn't hesitate. He's like, oh, man, meet me at the store. Like, I got you. Like, I'm just going to grab you something. That's, you know, being a homeboy. He didn't think. He was driven by emotion. Exactly. He like, man, I got to help my partner out. He didn't think. Let me call my guy. Like, I still ain't riding. Like, he was like, no, nah, I'm just going to run up the street. I'm coming right like, back. It was like, it's not a big deal type shit. It's like, let me go handle this and I'm coming right back. Like, let me move by myself. Like, let me see if I can do it. The day he did it is the day he lost his life. So, out of 364 days that year, he always had his bodyguard. But the day, that one day. Said, the day he said, yeah, I'm just going to run. This is just going to be quick. That's the day he left this earth. You know what I'm saying? So you got to use what Nip- what happened to Nipsey as a prime example. A prime example because that way we don't make he- that same exactly. like that slip. Exactly. And we keep the, and we keep the as corny as it sounds the marathon going. Like hey, <laughs> the marathon didn't stop when he died. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But exactly. it's just so crazy that being from the hood, the same person that the same gang that Nipsey was banging was the same gang from the guy that's from his same hood, sixties. Is that not crazy? Like you bang. All them years for these numbers, for this government-owned block that y'all are claiming, that y'all's family don't even really to get, own. To get killed so by alle- somebody uh, that's... Uh, allegedly, the dude got caught, called a snitch, and that's why he got killed. Or that's why he came back and killed him, right? He got, See, I he learned got, allegedly. You got to say allegedly before you say off the bat shit like this. Shout right, out to Javier we Hernandez we for that. Yeah, we allegedly. There, but that is what is being said. Yeah, that... So and he's got butt because he said it in front yeah. of some other people. Like, but I also I think I've heard Nipsey say something like, "Don't ever let your emotions like uh, disrespect like, uh, like disrespect somebody, and then it might get you killed." Type thing. So it was like that was a weird thing to me that I was like, "That sucks, bro." That he knew better, and he still. Bro, when you when you he, think of that that album, bro, he kind of preached his own sermon to his to his death, bro. Like uh, he he was warning himself. It's almost, it, it, it's almost like, like is this shit played out? Because it's like a movie, bro. It's it like, is, it like is. you listen to Victory Lap, bro, and that shit. Like my dad, he's a hardcore Mexican. He don't like rap. He don't. He's like that shit makes my head hurt. The other day, oh, when you listen, yeah, he bob. Yeah, we're at the shop working, you know, making cabinets, fucking getting dirty and grimy, and my dad was getting it to some Nipsey, you know. I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like, Man. Uh, it, if if he was still alive, he would have been fucking the shit. Like the, hey. his mentality, and you when you listen when to he the pulled shit, up, when you pull up today, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, doing. like it's okay, like I'm, fuck. I'm gonna tell you this, man. People will lie and say I've been messing with Nipsey for twenty I'm, years. I'm gonna be, uh, no, I didn't listen to Nipsey Hustle until he died. Exactly, I'm that's the first it was a sacrifice. I, 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 I always say, like I was like, damn, like where was he this whole time? Because like 
Not only does he make good music, right. but also he outside of music, the time he's I an heard entrepreneur. About him, the time and I heard he about Nipsey me as an entrepreneur, exactly. Yeah. The time that I heard about Nipsey is when he sold a hundred dollar mixtape, bro. I heard I don't know where I saw that shit, but I saw that he sold a mixtape for a hundred. And Jay Z bought ten thousand of them or some shit like that. That's when I was like, "What the fuck?" Hey, what the hell, Jay Z did with ten thousand of their mixtapes? What you think he did with them? Flipped them. Flipped them, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> hey, because. Because here's the thing, after that thing become a hit, they like, where can I get that mixtape? God Jay-Z damn it, Jay Z. Jay Z get away. It's two hundred. <laughs> yep. So you gotta make, you gotta pay two hundred. Yeah, you see, want it? Jay Z got a pack with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, 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 don't honest, kiss. No, no. Honest to God, truth. I'll tell y'all something else about me, man. This is you know open conversation. Me personally, I've never been a fan of Jay Z or Beyonce. Like I've no, never me. been. Me too. Ever. Kanye, I haven't been a big fan of okay, Kanye. So if we're I'm not getting probably at 1%. If we're getting into deep conversation, do you think that they have some sort of pact with the devil? Hey, man, I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, I'm going to tell you like this, man, and you can take it for what it's worth. Anybody with a large amount of money is already in the devil's backyard. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because man. here's the thing. that If you know the Bible verse, it says it's easier to go through the eye of a needle with a camel than it is to get into heaven for a rich person. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think. What does that mean? Once you get to a certain amount of money, a lot of them cats don't care about nothing but making more money and keeping their money. It's like, I can't let this go. They're not worried about, you think okay, so? I got because all this money, now what? let me help some people. No? You know what I'm saying? You have some to do that, but yeah. what I'm saying is there, there's, there's a pretty good amount, man. They get like rich, rich, and they're like, nah, I'm just going to put it. I'll put it in a vault. I'd rather put it in a vault and die than help some people with it. You know what I'm saying? So... I can't speak on who's doing that, but, I mean, you got to be crazy to think it's not happening. You know, you might hear yeah. about somebody donate some money here it's, and there, uh, yeah. you know, for charity. Tax you know, write-off at the end of the day. That's what it really come, come down to. This, this isn't a sports show, but I'll break it down for you. So, I'm a Jordan fan, all-time great. LeBron is great as well. I like LeBron. I think but it's because you grew up watching I, Jordan, right? I think they're both go- goats. I grew up watching Jordan. I'm a, Finally, we have somebody that actually wakes or like grows up watching Jordan. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Jordan fan over LeBron all day long, but when it comes to what LeBron does off the court for his people and others, I'm a LeBron fan all day long because. But see, you can acknowledge that, and that's because man, when I get these Jordan fanboys and shit, fuck. They always hate on LeBron. Like, hey. you acknowledge that is, is exactly. I grew up on the LeBron age, but I can look back and say, man, Jordan is also the GOAT. You can't just say, like, hey, it's only LeBron. Fuck no. It's two Jordan goats. as well. It's They're two GOATs. It's different it's a, generations. It's an older GOAT and a baby GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, they can't be the same age. So, right, right. So, so to me. Mad respect for both, man. Hey, brother. LeBron, but I get what you're saying with LeBron. Hey, I didn't bought Jordans and I didn't bought LeBrons. I didn't bought Jordan jerseys. I didn't bought LeBron jerseys. So I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and act like you know LeBron ain't who ain't the man. Which one did you feel fresher in? Oh man, 100% Jordan. All that long, <laughs> man. I would say the same too. Be, being me a 100% LeBron fan, I'd say, hey, there's something about them retro Jays. Hey, Woo! hey man, you boy. Know, think about me. I, I remember growing up as a kid. I would see like all my homeboys and stuff. They would get the Jordans and stuff. You know, I had the I had the, them Shacks. Hey, you had the hey, Shacks. Oh, let hey. me tell you what I had. I'm gonna tell you that. I, I say it once again. Thanks to Shaq. I thank Shaq because in the time that I couldn't afford Jordan, he was there yeah. to give me affordable shoes. So thank you, Shaq, for that shit. I'm gonna tell you what I had. I ain't even had. I would have been happy. Thank you, you big bastard. I would have been happy with Shaq. You know what I had? Yeah. Bro, I had some baseball cleats, bro. I'm going to tell you the oh, story. Shit. Bro, my mama went to Payless one time, right? 
she seen these cleats. They had MLB logo on them or something. She was like, oh, them is nice. So she asked me to try them on. I'm like, mama, these is baseball cleats. She's like, no, nah, these are shoes. I'm like, mama, these is baseball cleats. She would not let it go, bro. She bought me these cleats, right? So she made me wear them to school one day. I'm literally walking down the hall, bro, in baseball cleats. This ain't no fake story, bro. This is real. My mama Damn, tell you this. this that's got to be a hell of bro, fucking bro, shit. Exactly, but slipping I, through the hall. Like, it's like you're a female with fucking like bro, high heels or some shit. That's it was how it where they had to get your ass whooped type stuff. So I had to wear them. So I wore them, bro. And I just remember I told my mama, I can't. I said, mama, they say I can't wear these no more. See, I'm smart. She was like, why? I said, because they said, dude, you know, they're leaving marks on the, uh, on the ground and shit, and stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. Just making up some shit. Like, I'm not wearing these motherfuckers. So since you, I wore them because you asked me to, but now I'm not wearing these motherfuckers no more. My guy <laughs> you know was wearing saying? khakis with uh, cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm talking about clack, clack, clack. So when I, when I tell people stories like this, man, they're like, damn, somebody in your position was like that. And I'm like, man, it wasn't no, it wasn't no. No handouts back then. But like you, I feel like you need to go through it, huh, to appreciate shit like that. 100%. You know? First pair of Jordans I ever had, bro, was some team Jordans. So I always wore 12 in high school, uh, high school, middle school. I was in middle school at the time when I first got my first pair of hand-me-down Jordans. I wore 12. Bro, these Jordans was like a size 15, but they was Jordans. So you know what my ass did? I wore them bitches to school. I was like, it's Put some better. socks in that hey, bitch. Hey, I, remember my, I remember my homie Corey one time. I had some shoes, and I was like, uh, he was like, hey, let me borrow them shoes. I was like, what size do you wear? And he was like, it don't matter. I'll make them fit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we continue, I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, I got a question for both of y'all. Yeah. This is going back to the, 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 the rappers and the legends and shit. Do you, Slaughter, NAV, think Juice World is a legend? I'll let you go first. Yeah, for his people. Why? Because I, I feel like the music he made... Uh, people and his the 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 true fans that he had, they'll forever remember that stage in their life when they were listening to Juice World. Whether it's like that girl they were with or whatever they're going, they'll remember like they listened to Juice World. So thirty years from now, they'll be able to be like, yeah, I remember when I was, yeah, yeah. So he's legend, yeah. You? He left enough work. Give, in me, this, give, give it. Like about, he left I'm enough. To, he I'm left about to break down some real shit for you. He left enough work on this earth. Here's, to, here's the real spill. That that you just asked is the same thing as asking who does the person think is better out of LeBron and, and Kobe oh, or LeBron. Opinion. It's opinion, bro. So to to say do do I believe that? That's just my opinion. That don't make it facts or not. It's it's your opinion. It's what you feel. So there's people who do feel that Juice World was a legend. Me personally, I don't feel that Juice World was a legend. That's I was just my go to that. But that's that, my opinion. So do, that. so do we have that. to do we have to redefine things now? Like do we have to make a dictionary where like no, I think no, I, I agree don't. with what like says, what makes I agree. Like, what a, makes a, like anybody can say they're a goat, but what makes a goat? I think uh, exactly. Like, do your, we, that's what I'm your saying. opinion makes no, but, it the goat. It's your goat. It's not my goat. That's yeah. your goat. Yeah. So there's a million and thousand how many people goats, but it's all about your goat. Yeah, it's not about what's facts. You cannot ever say. There's no way to judge and say who was better out of LeBron and Jordan unless you say, what? How many championships was won? Yeah. That's my debate. Yeah. I always uh, go back but to I that. can't go about that. But here's the Why? deal. You got to let me finish. About, about the championships? Hey, then Bill let, Russell would be the ultimate goal because he has 11 shit. That's who? what I Bill that's, Russell has 11 chips. That's what I was just getting ready to say. He didn't let me finish. But then we said, don't talk if, about that. If we, if we are judging by chips, chips, it's Bill Russell. So a lot of times when people ask me, like, 
I'll say that. They'd be like, who's the real goal? And I'd be like, Bill Russell. Shout out to that. If we're talking about championships, that that's, how, yeah. that's how you want to like, that's, it, it really depends. Like when well, you that's say what the I'm goal, saying. I think it should be, uh, they should make a, if you're going to have a bunch of fanboys watching uh, uh, basketball and shit, make a little list. Be like, okay, this is what it has to be. Boop, 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 boop. At the end of that, that's still like, it's your what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Yeah, what's your yeah, opinion? Yeah. What's your no, opinion? That's what makes it fun though. Like the barbershop, <laughs> people get emotional over fucking hey. sports. Well, yeah, that, cool. That's the fun part. And I, I once again agree with Slaughter when it comes to like the Juice World thing. I feel like he didn't do enough. What to, is enough though? Who has hey, these? Who hey, who who but, makes? But listen, that's my opinion. Uh, it, once exactly. again, it comes uh, down to my opinion. Hey, I feel like uh, like uh, maybe it goes back to what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe a kid that like had memories of like, damn, I remember when I was at the club and thanks to Juice World song, I was able to vibe with this girl and I hooked up with her. I smashed her. I don't her. need a yeah. Molly. I'm a savage. Hey, it, I, I to be honest, no, with you when know? I'm on that Molly, I'm or a savage. When I'm on that Molly, so I'm a savage. So I think it, it just I, I guess because I'm older is like. One of the things that he really encouraged is drugs, yeah. which a lot of young which rappers tend to... Which is what he died to, from. Right, which so, is what he died yes, from. how many other people died from the same way he... It's like you he just... So maybe so, a lot of... So he like kind of let him off a cliff when you think about it. Exactly. I mean, when, you, when you sit there and you say, oh, he was a leader, he was this, he was that, like, really, he was just like... Come to the cliff with Wait. me. We're going to jump for free. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know if it has to do with... Because we talked about this before. Like, it... it is it because of this generation being more but soft? But he actually made good music, though. He did. Hey, that, 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 we're not knocking hey, that. can you say that again? Say what you just said again. So it, I don't know if it has to be About with this, this generation. Of, of this generation being more softer that it, it gets to the point where, like, yes, I, I, yes, I, I, yes, I, yes. You know why? You know the answer to that question? A bunch of little what? good old puddings. Because this generation never received the ass whooping. You know why? Because exactly. their parents were like, well, I'm going to go to jail if I whoop their ass now. So guess what happens when you stop whooping their ass? They, they start. The police be, have to whip their ass in, later. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So they, they, but see, like, they go wow. They just do what they want to because they're done. They know there's no discipline. I think there. that's what it, it really comes down but to. But see, whooping ass. I don't. Which, like, I don't think you. I think you can still make a statement by not whooping ass. I, no, you, you're, 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 you're like, absolutely right. Like with your son, you yeah. talk. Like he but was you the, give him. You like threaten him with that, that ass whooping <laughs> to see what happens. Like, bro, that that, <laughs> that lesson you taught your son probably hurt him more than the ass whooping. No, 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 no. Little increments. He was probably like. Working right. with your homie. It only like, took my mom hey. to be like, if you do this shit one more time, if you touch that shit one yeah. more time, hey. you know what's you know what's the rest. I need it only took that to... for me to be like, I'm, I, I'm sitting down, mom. My I bad. need both of y'all to answer this question for me. We're gonna solve this. How many school shooters were they when they were swatting asses in high, in school in high school? And my times, no. How many school what shooters? Was, what year was Columbine? Columbine was like ninety something. That was already past the like the time where they tell people stop whooping asses, you're going to jail. Oh. Like. To be honest with y'all, I'm going to be open with y'all. I don't really tell a lot of people this. My mom went to prison for child abuse because my mom, she would, you know, she would whoop our ass, but that's not what she went to jail for. My mom went to jail for, you know, she was, she would be excessive when it came to why, the reasons why to get your ass whooped. So, so one day, you know, my sister, we were, we were young. My mom was cooking breakfast. She had to run and go get something from the store. And she told my sister to watch the biscuits or something in the oven. Well, my sister, she, you know, doing her thing as a kid, forgot about them. They burnt. So when my mom got back to burnt biscuits, what do you think happened? Yeah, I'm, I'm about old. to whip your ass. I gave you one job. That's yeah. it. So my mom was like, you know, grabbing the belt, like, I'm about to whip your ass. So my sister, she took off running down the hallway. Well, we lived in an apartment, so we had a big-ass fish tank, and our fish tank did, like, came out towards the hallway. It was, like, in the hallway, so you had to kind of go around a little bit. So my sister running, you know, not looking back, hits her arm on the, on the edge of the fish tank, bleeding. 
mama never whooped her. You know what I'm saying? She's like, nah, I need to, I need to heal you. You know what I'm saying? Now, because I, I didn't think that was going to happen. A mistake. So she, you know, doctored it up. My sister went to school. First question they asked us, what happened to your, uh, what happened to your arm? My sister, not being, you know, saying I ran into a fish tank, you know, first thing she said, I was uh, getting a whooping, uh, you know, I ran. And so in their mind, they're like, oh, child shit. abuse. That's child abuse. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when you think of it, my mom didn't expect for that to happen. It was just like, I'm getting ready to whoop you for that. It's not like she hit her and yeah. caused that to happen. So what happened is my mom went to jail that day. We went to uh, the shelter that day. Uh, make a long story short, uh, the, the lawyers and stuff, like as a kid, were like making us make up stuff that happened to, you know. that Make a. Yeah, like telling us she hit us with like stenching cords and irons and just making up crazy shit. And as a kid, not knowing no better, you know, we said some of that stupid shit. And my mom ended up getting convicted. And we ended up going to a foster home. And the foster home was not like what you thought it would be. Like, it was worse than where you come from type shit. So it's just kind of like, damn, I leave, you know, y'all take me out of one place that y'all thought was bad and put me in a place that's really bad. Like, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> so I bullshit. Mean, yeah. Made me, made me snitch for nothing. Yeah, for real. Like, like, damn, I, I got the worst end of the stick. I, I thought I was getting some the, Trixie the, sticks. The, the way I see it, man, is like your parents – are like when I see you, I, I can tell like your parents raised you the right way. Rather if it they whooped your ass a thousand times, my but mom. It, your mom in, mom in this case, right? And she's the one that got convicted, right? So yeah. it's like, oh lord. That, like, hey, but again, yeah. What what happened was we just got through talking about that earlier. Now my mom has a conviction. Now she's in jail. Now they're you know what I'm saying now she can't come out and start no business. She's a felon now. She yeah. can't come out and get a gun and protect herself. She's a felon now. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a situation that is designed for us to fail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that system failed my mom because regardless of, you know, why my mom decided to whoop, whoop my sister, you know, I understand it now as an adult. Like, like, it's not like I didn't tell you. But as a kid, it's like, well, it's not really my job either. But as a parent, I, it's my job to give you jobs. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if I don't show you and get you prepared and, you know, teach you that type of stuff, because to some, it may be issuing out orders to others and maybe teaching like now i i showed you what you know how long biscuits should take and how to watch right, it right, and how to, right. you know what i'm saying like it just it's all perception mm-hmm. i think bottom line to the whole juice world thing i think it, that's what it really comes down to in my opinion yeah. is he just encouraged a generation of soft kids to be even softer do drugs be depressed this like they don't need that shit. They already have it. Like they need something that you know. Like they need some rough, tough love type shit. You know, like. Hey, but you know, this is this is the sad part. Just how we talked about earlier, how you know the drugs, okay, were, how the drugs were getting into the black community. What's getting into the black community now? The drugs. You know where the drugs are coming from through music. Now people are being paid. They can't really rap when you think of it, but they're being paid to flood their community with the same negativity that's been flooded for a long time ago. So with, with me, like, I don't really, there's not a lot of rappers that I even really like unless they're, spree, unless they're, they're, they're speaking positivity and encouraging their people. You know what I'm that's saying? That's why like, I fuck with J. Cole. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. That's why I hate Lil Pump. 100%, bro. Well, first of all, he's How trash. How did they get a record deal? They got a record deal because they signed their hand, they put their hand up and said, I'll push those drugs in the community for you. So instead of it man, actually being drugs, that, that, it's that rap 1985, that's that shit, man. Every time I listen to that shit, it's like he's gonna eventually get to. Lil Pump is gonna get to that point. 1985 by J Cole, 
He speaks oh. nothing but facts. You haven't heard it? Yeah, I heard oh, it. Oh, shit. I've Come on, the, man. I've been on he the says, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they want to see you. They want to... Uh, they want to see you. Is that the one where he says something about Kodak? Where he's like, no, no, no. He's no, no. Like he, talking they, about the young rapper. He's talking about, know, like, yeah, especially Lil Pump. Because at, at that time where he, the, J. Cole dropped that song, it was going towards Lil Pump because Lil Pump was yeah. doing dumb shit, drugs and shit. He's like, I love to see a black man get paid, but these white folks, that's what they want to see. Yeah. Is, uh, they want to see you tat. They want to see you pop That's why pill. I love Illuminati. Hey. Illuminati by J. What? Cole. Go listen to that. Guess what? You know what happened with, with, Dude dying from drugs. You know what happened? What happened is now a group of depressed individuals has been following his depressing message. Now they want to kill themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like that's why I can't do I, either. Billy Irish, Billy I, the, that, that never chick. heard a song from her. Man, uh, uh-uh. I, I told my lady she, I'll shut that shit down. I don't want to hear. It's all depressing, bro. Like, hey, give me don't hope. Get Tell me yeah. to keep going. Exactly. Tell me to yeah. keep hustling. Follow your Where's dreams. Where's Pac? Like, yeah. where is Pac, man? Yeah. Pac, Pac, regardless of what people say about how gangster Pac became, like, Pac there's, was a hey, little... I'm, hey, Brenda's got a baby. Keep your head up. Dear mama, like, Pac was giving you inspiration. Pac wasn't giving you depression. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather Passion. give me inspiration. Inspire me. But that's the thing, man. We live today in a, in a, in a world like Russ dropped a song. And, and Russ, Russ is this, this independent artist that a lot of people of. might might not like, but he dropped one song uh, called, like, In the Villa or some shit, where he talks about that shit, like, motivation. Like, like I never throw in the towel. I use it to wipe my sweat off and to knock your head off and, like, shit like that. I, every time I listen to that song, I'm like, fuck, like, I want to hey. go get it type shit. Like, hey, I'm hustling, you know? Hey. That's why, you know who I mess with the most, like, now, this, like, mainstream, is Rick Ross. You know why I mess with Rick Ross, too? Oh. You know why I mess with Rick Ross too? Name a rapper I, before. I hope Rick it's Ross. not because he put a pill in somebody's drink and no, 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 they ain't need to know. No, listen, listen to me, listen to me. This is why I mess with Rick Ross. Rick Ross is probably the first rapper that I could actually say was rapping about investing in like yeah. Wingstop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. he's telling you, yeah. he's giving you the game, like. Invest your money, you flip it, dip me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he giving you the and game. I mean, he, he was a rent a cop. He was like he he was able to take that money and then make enough hot records to hey, be Rick Ross, hey, bro. Here's the thing, bro. I'm about to break something down for you, man. For everybody that said Rick Ross was a cop, this this should make you no, realize. a rent a cop, not a cop. No, not, not even rent a cop, bro. Here's the thing. Rick Ross was working at a correctional facility. You know how many brothers that I know that's gang members that be like getting those oh, jobs? Like because, yeah, because it's money in it. So. If you are a correctional officer and your job is to just work, you just work there, you're not a cop, bro. You're not out killing people. Like you can't look at that job and say that's, that's the same as a rent a cop or a police officer because, mm-hmm. bro, yeah. I got homeboys like real yeah, good homeboys, bro. It was like correctional officers, bro, and like I know that's how them drugs and all that stuff be getting in there. So yep. I can't look at Rick Ross and say, oh, he was a snitch, this and this. No, he probably was the connection. Y'all don't know how oh. he got his money. You know what I'm saying? So to look and say that. Oh, uh, you a cop because you work there? No, man. No. Like y'all, y'all don't know what. Freddie, goes. stay out of trouble. Yeah, y'all know what goes on. So to me, though, like where he went wrong, that's some good insight, right there. Where he yeah. went wrong, though, is saying that if he yeah. told people that, like, yeah, I was a correctional officer, like that's not a police officer, like I was the plug. If he would have said that, he would have got backlash from them because they're like, oh, what did you bring in? But that makes you look better than saying that you a cop, right? Yeah. Right. But just just completely ignoring and say that wasn't me. He denied it. That's where he went wrong. Ah, yeah, I worked there. I had a job. That wasn't I wasn't that was my career. Like I'm a rapper now. Officer. Why are you talking about 
Why you talking about that? I'm a rapper now. Matter of fact, I'm about to make a song telling you about my my uh pro, my uh CO days. I'm gonna tell you how stuff was. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm gonna tell yeah. you how it was. Like yeah. see the All right, blood so now that we're talking there. rap. <laughs> now that we're talking rap, uh, can can you spit a little verse to to one of your jams? Because I know you you have some uh, in the vault. Wait, Man. let me find out. You used to I mean, write the, some shit and spit. He, he, I was writing last I, night. I know to be you honest. have uh, for real. Yeah, is that like hobby and shit? I did my research. Yeah, I, got I, a, I seen a video where you're rapping, like your full music video in the kitchen type shit. Oh shit! Let me hear some shit. Man, actually, man, whenever I do stuff like this, I just go off the top. You know what I'm saying? Oh. All right, just all. Oh, let's do it. Let's do I it. Just go off the top. What you man. got? Let's what you it. got? Do we need a beat or a cappella? Man, we gonna go, we gonna acapella, man. All right. Went outside to blow, and you know that boy ain't tweaking. Sitting here doing dope podcast with the Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. Yeah, he the homie. Got the Mexican in the corner. See, we gonna get it, and we blowing marijuana. We just stepped outside, and we got our minds right. I keep it so fresh, yeah, I keep it all right. You know them boys hate, but yeah, they ain't gonna stop me. And I ain't even tripping. Got the nine if they pop me, I'ma oh, pop back. Hey. I ain't tripping no no. <laughs> oh shit! Hey. It's so crazy because once I get going, like I might, I might start off a little jagged, but once I get going, yeah, it like, just takes over from like, there. Yeah, hey, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I grew up like really listening to like Texas music, so I'm like really influenced by Shout Slim Thugger, yeah, man. I mean, I'm really influenced by like Texas music. Like I, Pac was Pac is my all time favorite as my my young ages. You know what I'm saying? My young years, but as I got older and Pac was gone. It was like UGK, you know what I'm saying? Bun yeah. B, like it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like Slim Thug, like Lil Kiki, like, yeah. hey man, like Scarface. I can't, bro, you can't mention Texas without mentioning Scar- Scarface. So it was like that whole little movement, you know what I'm saying? Just like, it, it really. Is uh, Mo3 from Texas? Mo3 is from Dallas. Uh, yep. Yep, yep. Shout out to Mo3, man. That motherfucker be snapping. Yeah, see? Hey. See? He be snapping. Yeah, that's hey. AB's favorite rapper. Hey, niggas be hating, but then eventually they hop on the boat. <laughs> if you hey. can't beat him, join him. You know? <laughs> hey, man. This my thing, bro. Oh, shit. With the, with the whole Mo3 and Yellow Beezy beef and all of that, you know what I'm saying? It's Is that still place. going? Man, I don't know. I don't really get into it like that, but to me, man, I feel like that's what they want them to be doing. They want them to knock each other off because that eliminates, you know what I'm saying, the power in the community. So, to me... It just make more sense to say sometimes you got to make a sacrifice and say, you know, I may look like a bitch doing this, but like, let's call a truce, bro. Somebody if, if nobody calls a truce, it's never going to be one. You know what I'm saying? But to be like, you know, regardless how much blood they're, shed, they're you know ego tripping, bro. Yeah, yeah bro, shit. that's to. the thing with rappers, too. They just ego they're trip too ego. much. But you know, you know, sorry. Go ahead, one, one good thing about look at the bigger picture. One thing I noticed about do. being a director, like shooting videos. Yeah. I'll shoot a video. As soon as we drop that video, another rapper hits me up and they're like, I need to drop a video. Why? Because they just seen somebody drop a video. So I'm like, this is going <laughs> to, it's ego. Like they're just Look like, at oh, the bigger picture. Somebody just dropped the video. I'm about to, you know, like drop you a video, say, you hey, know? we need to squash this shit. Let's squash it Aye. and let's unite and make some music. Let's collaborate. Let's do something like, Aye. you know what I'm saying? Or not necessarily. Or even not even collab. If, if, if it's going to. Squash the beef, and if it, if y'all one, ain't one, one thing about Mo three though is I think that he's a very like uh, institutionalized hood motherfucker. So that's why he's been. They so, both are, bro. They both are. But, but I don't think Yellow Beezy. I don't think Yellow Beezy is as uh, institutionalized as Mo three. Yeah, but he he from he from the hood, bro. He knock yeah. your melon off real quick. Like that's just. 
that's what we that's what we forced to do. And to me, because if you look to, at the at the disses that Moultrie has dropped, yeah, bro, he's like five disses in, disrespecting him, calling him a bitch, calling him all kinds of shit. Like, hey, snap it. Maybe somebody told Beezy, all right, bro, ignore him. Because here's the thing, here's the thing about the whole situation. You have folks that have been hating us for years as a race, right? They don't have to kill us no more. Like, the KKK ain't got to kill nobody. Because we're killing each other? Bro, like, we, 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 they're paying, these record labels are paying the hood to put, to put the poison in the hood. Because once you put the poison in their minds, what happens? Now they want to kill each other. Now they're not a threat to any other race. Now they're not a threat. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm from the hood, man. I'm not sitting here trying to preach this black on black stuff because it's it's sad that with everything going on, I speak out on police brutality a lot. But the moment I say, all right, well, I, I can also talk about let's fix this problem too. Let's fix them together. But the moment I do that, then you got somebody saying, ah, oh, you know, you you Uncle Tom, you coon, you this and that. Like, so y'all completely forgetting all the stuff that I've been doing, you know what I'm saying, about the police brutality. But because I say, Let's focus on some of the stuff we're doing too. Like let's start, let's finally start addressing this. Now it's a problem. If police brutality always goes on, mm-hmm. when do we have the opportunity to address our own situation? If you keep saying, "Well, we need to keep focusing on this," yeah. why we can't focus on them together? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I personally, I've been to a lot of funerals. I've seen a lot of family members get killed. You know what I'm saying? Homeboys, I've seen it. I've seen somebody take their last breath in front of me, like get shot in the back, guts all out. Of their stomach, blood dripping down the wall that they were standing by, like taking their last breath with their hand inside of their hole that just got blown out because somebody shot them in the back. Like, I seen it, bro, standing over that, like seeing the homie that I just 15 minutes ago dapped up, dapped up, you know what I'm saying? Tell them, hey man, chill out, man. You walking around with your shirt off and gloves, like, like chill out, old buff ass, you know, because yeah. he just chased somebody up the street or something. Just you know, always. See, I think a lot shit. of times the homies think that you're like hating on them or trying to not. not but it, when people are acting crazy like that, and you tell them, it's like, bro, just chill out, man. man I've, I've always been that one, man. Like, I I get down if I have to, but, but my why? Thing, but my <sighs> thing is this: I'm not gonna get down if over some words. Like, yeah. you know how many people that's lost their life, like. At a young age, yeah. over words, because there was somewhere and somebody was like, What up, cuz? Like, you what up, cuz? Me, I might say it back, and I might be in all red. What up, cuz? Then you're gonna be looking crazy. Like, damn, this thing all red talking about what up, cuz? Yeah. Like, I ain't with that gang shit. Like, that shit is stupid to me, but like, I. Like, um, what you were talking about earlier, the whole scene on the on the boys in the hood, whenever the, the guy is explaining to them, he's like, they're putting liquor stores in the hood and shit like that. That's basically what you're saying, right? Hey, like, and you know what? His message then and the same now. If I, if I came out and I made a rap album and I said all of this, you know how many people would be like, ah, oh, man, he is square. Ah, oh, he, you know, you know how many people would be mad? Like, like, like Russ? That's why a lot of people don't like Russ because they're like, he's a fucking square. Like, okay, that's cute. Like, that's a, you know. Ain't that crazy and how like, we idolize like, the negative and, yeah, and like he's look not, at the positive? But, like but if, you look at, if you look at a fucking, uh, tra- you know, somebody that's on the. Uh, like future, yeah, sell future, that dope. sell bro. that dope. You ain't really bro. got no hope. Sell that dope. If you, like. Future, future, shit <laughs> slaps the production and all that. But all he's talking about Percocet. is Percocet, Molly Percocet. Like when I first heard that yep. song, I'm like, and the crazy thing about the song, he came out and said, I don't even do drugs. Yeah. So guess what? And Seven was on the show with us, <laughs> and he said like a lot of the shit that I, I, I don't really. 
I don't really do it. I mean, I don't really. I, but that, I know what that, people like, that, though. That, that's what he said. That's I know the what sad people part. Like. A lot sad. of the people that listen to that music, I listen to the music, but I'm, an, I'm smart enough to realize, like, Mala Perkins said, I don't do that shit, but I'll jam to it. All right, bet. But, but that's but the, here's that the thing. You jam into the beat, and that's where they get you because but yes. that's it. The, the beat, once the beat lock you in, they can say, yeah. eat the ass. Yeah. You should eat the ass. And guess what? <laughs> You're going to be really like, eat the ass. <laughs> you should eat the ass. Like, you're going to be jamming that shit. Ain't that crazy? I, but, yeah, but, but I'm, I think I'm, Chris I'm Rock said, like, he ain't talking about me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> groceries? Uh, eating like groceries? What? Right. But, uh, you know, that's how people are easily influenced. Music, right. Like, you can my favorite rapper, he asked. Let me try it. But, <laughs> hey, but uh, listening, sorry, to the, li- listening to it, but also doing it is totally different. So I can listen to the, but, the Molly Pickle said, like, whatever the hell. You but can. But I'm not. I'm glad you said that. I was just about to say that. I can't. You're older. But but these youngsters that they're marketing this music to... They'll they go ahead and bro. do that shit. So in their young minds, like, man, fuck it, nigga. Like, we gonna we gonna party. Let me pop a little perk. But it's like once they hear that rap, you're, once you're, they hear their favorite rapper say it's cool, yeah, they're gonna do it. Like if yeah. Drake come out and be like, and you see, that's should why I fuck snort with. some coke. Like they're gonna be like, damn, I ain't never smoked snort coke, but Drake said do it. He's doing it, bro. He's doing it. You go to a party and you never like you're just going with the intention just to drink and have a good time, but then you go into you you you're going to the bathroom and then you open the door and you. Accidentally went to this room that they're snoring coke. <laughs> yeah. Guess what you gonna do? Hey, you gotta go back. Come on, man. Get come out. Oh, well, wait. You said you, it hey, in this you, song. You don't, okay. you don't want none of this, do we? <laughs> hey, you want some of this booger sugar? And then they'll, you'll go back to that song and be like, oh, but Drake said it was cool, so that means if they're doing it, look cool with it's them. because they're cool. Yeah. All right, let me go ahead. It's easy so to So you want to look cool with them because they told you to come on in instead of say, hey, I'm not gonna lie. Wiz Khalifa influenced me to be a big ass pothead. You know who else he convinced? My son, he's 20 years old. And what I was telling y'all about, yeah. biggest Wiz Khalifa fan ever. Yeah. So you can't tell me. And I'm biggest freaking stoner ever. That's why his ass can't wake up because he take edibles at you know, like 2 in the morning and then think he's going to get up at like Fuck. 10 or something. Like, yeah. I mean, he got to be at work at 10. I'm like, dude, you, you ate freaking 250 milligrams and you think you're going to wake up? He was uh, he blew me out the water, man. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was lucid dreaming. Hey, and... and I'm telling you, man. If if you don't think that so as as it doesn't you crazy? Music as, at, at the end of the day, do you think it's just as as the government you actually want this shit to happen? All like music controlling the people and then the that's, drugs. That's the media, bro. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me that's ask why I'm you glad this we real, have this little little thing right here. Let, let me let me ask you this real question, bro. So Tupac was a real poet. Tupac told you that he sold drugs before. But Tupac wasn't rapping about selling drugs at that moment of his life. He wasn't rapping like mm-hmm. being a drug dealer now. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. And to me, I feel like that's kind of where Jay-Z may have went wrong. Like, that's all Jay-Z talked about was selling crack. Tupac didn't talk about selling crack. He may have mentioned in the song, like, you know, and even though you was a crack fiend, you know, he might have talked about putting money in the mailboxes and all that. We know what he was talking about. You know what I'm saying? But then again, we also got to go back and say, well, what if some of that stuff that we heard back then wasn't the truth? You know what I'm saying? Case in point, this is probably going to freak a lot of people out, though. But I heard an interview, Biggie's mama said, all that stuff Biggie was talking about, talking about uh, being poor and uh, this, this, that. She said, Biggie ain't never missed no meal. Biggie always went to prep school. Biggie out like they had money. But she said, Biggie was rapping about his homeboys who really yeah. was in the hood. Now, as Biggie I, got I, older, I, he was selling dope. You know, Ice Cube, after the fact, I think but. Ice Cube did that too. He was like a narrator. He was just like a, he would write about what the fuck was going on because well, nobody that's else the thing. was like, doing it. I, I like if I become 
a rapper. I'm a rapper about shit that I saw. Yeah. Like I saw like fucking drive bys. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I didn't live it. I'm like I'm not that fucking gangster, but I saw that. It's shit. It's like when that's Drake, crazy when, shit. When Drake said, uh, uh, "Boy, don't make me catch a body like that." Everybody was like, "Stop hey, it! Yeah, stop hey. it! You light skin. Come hey, on, you boy. talking about one falling in your lap after he's already been shot? Is that what you talking that's about? What, that's what my homie Cack was. He was like, he was cool, bro. But don't 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 come at me like that, bro. Don't come at me. Yeah. So like, uh, I definitely get that because like I grew up in the hood and I. I stayed away from all that shit, yeah, and yeah, I had yeah, yeah. family members that were involved. Because you would see it, you would, it Im- like you said earlier, like if you're seeing your homie, he just did this, this, and that, and he was doing good for like three months, and then he got popped, and now he's fucking so you paying can rap court about fees that and shit. all this shit. Like, hey, like speaking uh, of, we, we we talked about a situation with my homeboy. You remember you said you want to talk about yeah. that? Case in point, I got a real homeboy, man. I'm talking about solid. I don't mess with a lot of folks because. You can read people. I don't know if y'all have the same capabilities yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 for you sure. Can be like, yeah, this guy's kind of janky, or whether you say. I mean, look at I that Empower Visuals logo right there. Yeah, got the third so, eye. So uh, he, you know, hey, he's, he's, the the podcast has a third yeah, eye. I don't know so, if you noticed that, yeah. but go ahead, brother. So he started a, a business once uh, medical marijuana was uh, available. Came, to, he was actually out of out of state learning it. Like a friend, he had a friend in Cali that was teaching him the game. So once we became rec, uh, once we became medical. He said, I'm going to move back home. That's where I'm from. He said, I can, I can do a grow there. So he came home, you know, uh, started his own grow, got his license, had it going. Uh, make a long story short, the, the city of Oklahoma changed a lot of rules and regulations. They do it at every two or three months. They change or something. So he changed a bunch of stuff and said, you know, you got to do this now, this, 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 and this. You got to change these bathrooms. They have to be handicapped accessible. At first we didn't care. Now we do. Making all, this, all these weird rules up. You know, you're probably never going to have somebody handicapped working in your in your grow. You know, and if you do, you know, that's different. We can we can figure something out. But um, if we're being honest, I've never seen, you know, I'm not saying it don't happen. But so they made them say, well, the size of this building, you need to have two handicapped accessible restrooms. Okay, that's going to take time to do. Uh, now we got to have, you know, the electricity, the electrical wiring has to be this, 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 this. Like, well, you didn't require that before you gave me this light. So now... You gave me all these stipulations of things that I need to change with a short amount of time. You well, know, you, do you think they were making it complicated for him? They're making it complicated for not just him, but for a lot of people. And a lot of people that look like me, look like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's really complicated. But make a long story short, you know, his license had expired. So as his license had expired, he already had some plants in the works, you know what I'm saying, that he had to finish out. In finishing out that, somebody tried to break in his facility. He was there one night. You know, somebody came. He seen him on camera come through the hole in the gate. He was like, what the hell are they doing? You know, and then uh, they came. They were looking, trying to see if any cars out front. He ended up start prying on his, on his back door. Like, his door is probably where I am, probably where that door is or something. So you can, but it's a wall, so he can, I mean, the doors it don't have a window or nothing like this. So it's just a door you can't see. But he, he's, he's looking at the camera at this guy prying open his door. So he gets his gun, he goes to the door, he tells the person, like, hey, what are you doing? To scare him off, the person's still prying on the door. So what he does is he fires a warning shot, boom, 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 three warning shots at the base of the door, like, you know, downwards as warning shots. He wasn't trying to kill the guy because when he was on camera, the last he seen him, he wasn't right by the door. He was, like, kind of to the side prying it open. So, you know, it's just ironic. The guy was actually bent down, so he went from standing up on the side 
to bend it down low, trying to pry it open because he couldn't, you know how you try to get leverage in a different spot? Took a bullet right to the head, died on the scene. Like, but on camera, you can see after this happened, after he shot these warning shots, he opens up the door and he, he runs out the door looking to see because the guy's car was parked over here, so he knew where the car was. He could see it on the camera. So he goes that way to see if, you know, if the guy went to his car and once he couldn't see him, he, he turns back around. He looks down. The guy there's is dead a, to the left. He fell to the left instead of to the right. So there's like an air conditioning unit right here. So the guy, boom, falls over. So he don't think at this point that he's even shot this guy until he turns around and sees this guy on camera. You can see him on camera like, damn. Like, shit, I didn't. That's ain't what I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So he immediately calls his <laughs> wife, let him know, hey, you're ready to call the police. Somebody just tried to break in. I shot through the door. You know, I'm just letting you know. So, you know, so calls police. Police comes out, investigate the whole thing. Uh, they tell him on the scene, hey, you know, you, this is justifiable. This guy was, you know, getting in your facility, you know, yada, yada, yada. You're good, but there's an issue we have. Where's your license? Hands him expired license. Yeah, my license expired. All right, we got to call, you know, the people that's over to medical marijuana. They come out. They say, all right, well, this is grounds to be arrested. So he's arrested. Uh, released from jail maybe four hours after that. Still nothing about any charges about, sh- you know, killing this guy. So, you know, two weeks goes by, and his mom died on a Tuesday from cancer. He was taking care of his mom. Wednesday they come in, like, SWAT team, like, to his house, guns blazing, like, families over there because his mom just died, like, cussing everybody out, you know. Unnecessary, unnecessary shit. Unnecessary shit. Like- like, that they could have called him and said, hey, you know, I just want to let you know, Charges have been uh, brought up on you from the DA, you know, you, you, you know, turn yourself in or whatnot, or just he would have turned himself in right then and there because he's like, I didn't do nothing wrong. Like, let's get this solved. Like, let's let's get see what solved. we can do to get it solved. So, this is so unorthodox how this happened. So, as he's on the scene, the detective comes on the scene, he's got to investigate or whatnot. So, the detective allows him to sit in his wife's vehicle as he questioned him about what just happened. Normally, they take them downtown or something like that. Hey, let's go somewhere. So the detective said in, in, at, the, uh, at the bond hearing that he felt comfortable enough to do that with him. Tells you right there. He didn't feel like he was a threat. You know what I'm saying? So he, he did that. You know, interviewed him. Where he went wrong, where my, where my partner went wrong is he shouldn't have talked to him at all without a lawyer because that's where they get you. They get you on the adrenaline that you have going on at that moment. So you might say something that may not be accurate because, I mean, think, think about it. Your brain hadn't even had time to slow down yet. You or just, process everything and you shit. You just kill somebody. Now you want me to give you my, uh, the testament of what happened right then and there? Like, you know how much my heart is beating? Yeah. You know how much my mind is racing? Like, I just killed give somebody. Give me a blunt. Yeah, bro. So, you know, he, he did that, and he wanted to clear his name. He gave him the video evidence. Like, and the way that it was presented to him is that, you know, you're good. But David Prater... He so, so in situations like that where you just killed a guy because he tried to break into your business and shit, and like you said, the adrenaline and all that good jazz, your best recommendation is to not say shit until you get a lawyer. Your best recommendation is say, as much as I want to tell you, I cannot tell you right now. And, and you I'm can even say that, my adrenaline. I don't, I don't want to talk. Do you know, do you know they would That's not arrest right. you right then That's and there? That's right. Because it's your right to speak to them with the lawyer. They, ha- they don't have any charges on you yet. And remember, they'll play good cop and just, just oh God, just trying to get the information they need nice, to be like, 
When they're well, playing nice, be that, careful. That's exactly careful. what just I just said about him being up. interviewed in his wife's car. That was what you just said. He shouldn't have been interviewed in his wife's car. He should no. have been downtown yeah. with the lawyer. At, that point, yeah. at the lawyer, because at that point, if you're not, if you got me in my wife's car, you're making me and feel see, that's like a, that's I'm another, good, yeah. and you telling me I'm good. They no. they told him on the scene. The police officers told him, "Hey, man, you did a good. You know, not you did a good job, but it was like we're glad you got this guy off the street. He's been doing this to other businesses as well." Like they told him this on scene, like they they called him a shit bag. That's what the police called him, the police. But yet, he his charges went from just the illegal cultivation without a license to murder too. So he's sitting in the county jail right now, fighting for his life for something that he shouldn't be in jail for. And that I, wasn't really uh, he didn't choose that night to be like, all right, this guy's gonna break in, I'm gonna kill him, and damn, that's fucked up, man. Nah, it was it definitely. Hey, you think it all is because he's black? Man, I'm going to tell you what I think it is because I think it's because with everything going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, I feel that there are a lot of people upset with the Black Lives Matter movement. So if you can figure out a loophole to still be able to lock us up, you're going to do it. Yeah. If you can figure out a loophole. And then this is, this is the craziest thing is about what was told to him. He was told, this makes me so mad, if your license to grow was active, you would not be in jail. Like, basically... Your stand your ground. This is what they told him. The stand your ground laws does not go into effect in this case because you were committing a felony by your license being illegal. So, I mean, being uh, yeah. Imagine all the people locked up because of weed charges. Bullshit. Right. When I went, when I fucking got, when I went to jail, I would tell older dudes like why I was in there, and they'd be like, "He didn't just let you go, bro. What a fucking dick." Because hey. my shit was a little joint. But I guess had a what? little fucking That's joint, what I'm bro. Telling you. Hey, but guess now what? It's... If you can get a felony attached to your name, you know what you are to them? You're not a number. shit. A you're number. not shit. Yeah, you're a yeah. number. And guess what? Now that you got a felony, See, man, you'll never be able to do anything to want to keep stay out of trouble. Now so, you got a felony. You're like, shit, I might as well just do this. I'm no, not only that. Sometimes like, I just you... want to tad thug life on my belly and spit on cops and shit. Your ass wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucked up world, man, because like a lot of people right now are in jail because they got caught with some weed and they're doing time and shit. But not only that, but they also get out of jail and they have a family. So when they try to do the right thing, which is to get a regular job and shit, they can't get accepted because Psych. they have that shit in their record. So like they're fucking scrambling around trying to get find hey. somewhere to work to do the right thing. And then like, nope, you got a felony because you, you better had not weed. be a little pudding and hey, go man. work ain't, construction. Ain't that crazy how that is? So it's crazy. So when you think of it, we're still designed to fail. You know what I'm saying? Because. If you if you follow in that process, you're not going to win. They don't want you to win. So when somebody like myself and others that I see doing things that are trying to win and we define the odds, like that shit makes me happy because even though I get a lot of people from other races that really mess with me tough, I know that deep down inside there's still some people that feel like that's just another nigga that can cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, But he can cook good, but I'm still not looked at as a man to you know some of them. I can't speak for all of them because – I'll be the first to admit, I probably right now probably have just as many white people that I know that would probably kill somebody for me as I do black people. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mess with white people. Like, I, I yeah, mess with them tough. We, we, we talked about it in our previous podcast, too. We got really deep into it, and it's yeah. like, it's, it's tough for the whites right now because they're in that weird position because, like I said, I got a lot of white friends that I respect, love, and, like, you know what I'm saying, have, you know. You know how to get out of that position, that yeah. weird position? Speak out on racism. Say something. 
share something. Yep. Let yep. us know that you care. Yep. Let us know that you're an ally. Let us know that you don't appreciate all this racial shit going on. Yep. But you know what you do when you be silent? What you do is you kind of make us wonder, like, oh, you ain't said nothing. You probably ain't said nothing because you probably yeah. agree with Trump. Or you probably... Like yeah, let yep. it be known so let I can it, get yep. the fuck away from you because right, right. I don't need to be I don't need to be acting like we're friends when I know what your hidden agenda is. Like deep down inside, I'm that's just my nigga friend on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? It's some people that feel like that. Yep. But deep down inside, it's some white folks that I know, like I'm telling you, I know would be in jail right now because they would shoot somebody for me. Like I know it. And that's just the kind of relationships that I form with people, whether black, white, regardless, Mexican, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So with me, like I look at there's a lot of white people that when they do speak out, they're allies. Like, that's not put I mean, all white. Let's not it, say all white people are bad when you. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the march, there was a lot. In the protest, there bro, was, was more it, than black. There, it was and, beautiful to see. Like, and they I was the ones like, that, they the ones that get down in the field and be like, "We yeah. gonna burn this motherfucker down." We be like, "No, don't burn it down," because then they're gonna call no, us. We gotta arsons. make a statement and shit. Yeah, they like, no, Fuck we it, gotta bro. make a statement. Fuck it, it's burning. We're like, hey, chill. We gonna yeah. be on the news. Hey, chill, Dougie, chill. Come on, Billy, let's burn this shit down, man. But here's the problem though with that. Here's the problem with that. Make a statement. Here's Fuck the these problem motherfuckers. With that. Who gets blamed when that shit happens? So, yeah. so for me, my thing about that is, regardless if you want to see it burn, if you ain't burning it, damn sure don't let them burn it because right, you right. don't get charged with yeah, that shit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like. That's you like gotta, you were saying earlier with your employee. Like, if he fucks up, they're going to be like, off the hook fucked up. Nah. They're going to yeah, jump exactly. online and say, off the hook did that. They're not going right. to say, it. Uh, Jennifer P. Or what? They're not going to say. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to say that shit. They're going to say. Off the hook, got my motherfucking order. I, I fucked up. I'm mad. I ain't never going back. They ain't gonna say this motherfucker left. Okay, my, so my let, let's talk bad. about this, man. Black women in most in most cases are very loud. How do you deal with that? I'm gonna tell you how I deal with it. Yes, the energy because it's you, intimidating, bro. Listen to me, bro. Listen it's to intimidating. Me. Listen to me. I'm gonna tell you how I do it. The energy you bring me is the energy I'm gonna return to you. So if you get to a point to where now I can't even talk to you, I'm going to ask you to leave. You know what's going to happen if you don't leave? I'm going to do the same thing that Chick-fil-A would do if you got rowdy up there and they asked you to leave. Call the police. I'm not about to deal with you. I'm not about to get in a fight with you, choke you out. Now I got a lawsuit. Now I'm in jail. Now yep, I'm on the news. Yep. Now I'm a felon. Now I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, got to think about the consequences. You, you got to think about the consequences. So with me, you can say, oh, that's a snitch move or this, this, and that. Okay, if that's what you want to call it, call it what you want to call it. But guess what? I'd rather be labeled that than be on the news because I got felons. Now they shut my business down. Now exactly. They, you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta, one, one minor thing can switch everything, can change your life. So you got to be mindful of that yeah, shit. You got to, man. Yes. It's a game of You know how many good people exactly. right now are in prison that the, the, whatever they did was their first time doing something like that? Yeah. Like whether it be snapping and killing somebody, like that was their first time doing it. But before that, they were just, they were good. Mm-hmm. But that one day, yep. you know what I'm saying? That one day could be any one of our one day to where Bro, that's we happened flip to me and, a couple times where I lose my shit and I do some really retarded shit. That's what it goes down that to. Like, one that shit happens, like, I wake up exactly. the next day and I'm like, oh my you God, gotta I could have fucked everything up. Yep. You got to think about like, don't let your emotions take over because it can end up ugly. Like, go somewhere where you can calm the fuck down, think about shit, and then go back to the situation or scenario that you're having. Because when you do shit out of anger, like, even me thinking about it, like, I'm like, like, if somebody comes to me or cuts me off or whatever, and whatever the case is that I have to, like, 
I get mad or I want to shoot yeah. him because I got a gun and shit. Like, I got a gun for hey, protection, and I that, don't want to use it in any scenario. That like, happens I, every I, day. Roll rage. Exactly. I pray Bro, to God, like... My homie Joel, The like, not too long ago, we're partying, kicking it. We were supposed to link up. Somehow we didn't. But that night, he somebody ran a stop sign. So he gets out. He's, like, a bigger dude. You know, he's about my size, less fat, more muscle and shit. He's like, what the fuck? So the dude was like, fuck that. Bat. Shot his ass. Just, hey, but you know, he would have been alive if he just jumped out and said, damn, man, shit. Yeah, but he, but he got out you like, you know, he got out on some he, like. He, his, so, his aggression, yeah. his aggression got him shot. ended his life. Did he die? No, no, no he, he didn't die. He, he got, got shot, okay. but he yeah. could have avoided all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like yeah. the energy you bring, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to understand yep. the energy. If you bring negative energy, that negative energy is going to be matched right. with negative like, energy. For you know all you know, that nigga was probably scared of his life, bro. Like, he was like, because that dude is a bit, he's intimidating, bro. So if somebody's. Coming at you like that, like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, and in his mind, that's that's what he called protecting himself. Like, you got to look at it like this. Anybody out here, I, I, me personally, I can fight. I'm not going out trying to find fights. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. That's, that's I don't me. have to go prove myself to everybody that mugs me or, you know what I'm saying, like, look at me crazy or, or say even say something crazy. I don't have to go, man, let's lock. Because here's the thing, in 2020, it's not no more fighting and then y'all going home. It's, it's like... Grudge. You, There's a grudge after it's that It's like shit. somebody's dying from this little stupid fight. Ain't yeah. that dumb? Well, not even that. Like, the way I see it, man, is like, like I said, I can defend myself. And if I got to knock somebody out, I'll knock somebody out. Fuck it, you know? But I try to avoid it because at the end of the day, bro, like, that can end in, like, maybe I punch him and not kill him or vice versa. He right. punched me or, like, fucking my but eye goes out. You're not going to run up on somebody and just I could have avoided that. Right. Because, like, I could avoid that bit by just conversating and being more the mature adult. So right. I try to avoid that shit because I'm not trying to lose an eye or, or bro- break my nose or, or break somebody. You know, I'm, I ain't trying to make this shit as complicated as, as it should be, right. you know? I mean, case in point, bro. And shit, we can end it whenever y'all ready, bro. But case in point. So I was on Facebook. Facebook crazy. I was on Facebook. I seen a, uh, a chick. She had posted some food from off the hook. And uh, it was good. It looked good or whatnot. And I see somebody jump on there, and it was like, uh, such and such make it better. It was like somebody they knew or maybe a friend or something. And I'm like, you know, I, I hit the ha-ha button because I thought it was funny. You know, that's me. I just like to laugh. So uh, I was just like, hey, appreciate it. You LOL. Yeah, I was like, hey, I appreciate it. But then she she had posted like another whole post with like some mac and cheese talking about how good it was. So I jumped in there. I was like, such and such make it better. You know what I'm saying? Just, just joking yes, and sir, stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the dude, I guess, that originally said it, he jumped on it. He was like, you know, Hey, oh, whole ass nigga, something, something, something. And I was like, he's like, I hope you ain't uh, trying to take shots or something. And I'm like, nah. And I said, but I'm none of that above. Like, I'm none of those names. I said, I said, if you knew me, you know I, I crack jokes. That's what I do. I said, <laughs> like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody taking direct shots. Like, that shit don't, don't offend me. My, you know homie, my homie Gustavo said, ain't no bitch in me. Hey, but, you know, you know, he ended up at the end of the conversation me explaining, you know what I'm saying, who I am, and, like, shit, I, I said, that's what I do on Facebook, crack joke. Right. You know, he ended up apologizing and whatnot, and I told him, I said, you know, anytime, anytime you come, you know, to my restaurant and see me, because he was like, I didn't know it was black on, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, I wasn't tripping on him saying such and such food was good, but to say it's better, like, it's like you said, you already caught taking shots. Like, yeah. this post ain't about your homeboys and what he do. This is a... Uh, a dedication post to this because she like it. So yeah. to me, that was kind of like, dang, you know, like, dang, just even if your homeboys is better, you ain't got to jump on a post of acknowledging somebody else's. Right. You know what I'm I saying? think that's like, a waste of time. So it's like, it's like uh, when you, uh, 
Yeah, it's like your people. You see food, yeah, and like oh, so and so. But who gives a fuck? Yeah, like why are you? You know, like uh, to me, it's just pointless. But people have that kind of time. People have that kind of like they'll just find some way to just fuck shit up. But I told him, I said, man, if you if you do come up here, you know, ask for me, we could chop it up. Because my thing is, like I told him, I said. I said, man, if I got offended by words, I'd already be dead in the jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just think of how many fights that led to somebody dying, stabbing, shooting, whatever, started from a, a just some a, simple just something shit. like that. Like somebody calling somebody a whole ass nigga. There's some niggas out here just them fighting words. They was like, I'm ready to die. I'm not ready to die with some words. You feel right. me? Right. That's words. That's some yep. shit that they they just words. They don't hurt me. They don't they don't make me cry. Like I grew up poor, bro. You know, I didn't hurt everything. On the, on the earth, like, there's nothing I haven't heard. And I could have easily, you know, snapped and, and maybe hurt somebody or something, something, something. But I didn't. What I did is I took that negative energy and turned it into a positive. So once I started learning how to, you know, rag, it, it was game over. It was like people used to be scared of me. They're like, damn, here come Corey. Like, that's my real name. They're like, yeah. you know, I, he about to get on my head. You, you, I might be poor. You might come to school. Fresh Tommy Hill figure, Dickies, you know, Jordans, and I'll still clown you and everybody be laughing at you. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, you, that's you fresh, and I still just like getting on your head. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that come that came from people doing that to me. Like, always calling, talking about my clothes, calling me blackie, you know, talking about my hair, just all of that. Like, young black kid in the hood ain't got no money. Like, I was a target. For real, for real. Yeah. And I mean, you think of it now, we're, we're still America's number one target, bro. Yep. And yeah. that's from my own and from them. So it's like, yeah, you got to be alert, like at all times, man. I mean, I, with all the negative that comes with that, at the end of the day, I think it makes us uh, different, stronger. So hey, that's one thing. Yep. We all one thing we all got in common. I don't care what nobody said. What we all got in common is the struggle. Unless you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth. Yep. If you grew up with that. You know nothing about the struggle. And the reason why you don't know about the struggle is because everything you ever wanted was just given to you. Yeah, but, but what that but, does but, is that spoils you. The, the sad shit you. about that is that it's going to come. It's gonna That time is going to come whenever shit hits the fan and, and daddy and ain't there no more. And that's when you fall like a motherfucker. Hey, I was, I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know somebody right now. This guy, man, was every uh, – we was growing up, man. He was the spoilest kid at the school. You know what I'm saying? Fresh shoes, fresh clothes, everything. You know what I'm saying? And – you know, mom had a good job, really good job. She was able to afford it. Gave him whatever he wanted, you know, stayed fresh. It got to a point, though, when you get old, mommy can't, mommy can't take care of you no more. You got to go get a job. Well, you ain't never had to work. You ain't never had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't have no values. You don't. So what happens is when you go and try to learn it then, like, no, you got these youngsters that been doing this already ahead of you. And, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just, it'd be difficult for people, man. And I, I've seen a lot of people that were, like, spoiled, that now when I see them, I'm just like, damn, man, you had so much potential. But those are the first ones, and the majority of the cases, not everybody, but the first ones that are cracked, they'll like do drugs and shit, and they're like, you know, like because they get they they were handed all and they were soft. So when shit hits the fan, they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to handle it, and when they you, fucking fall. When you go through the struggle and shit that's going on right now, that it, it won't you ain't already you. been through. Yeah, it like, won't phase you. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, one more thing before we end this shit, because uh, we've been here for a cool ass minute, but it's been nothing but good, good ass, man. good ass information. You know, it, I think at this point you gotta 
fucking pray for the world because I, I right now I've been seeing a lot of uh, shit lately, especially with the mask. Now, now here in Oklahoma City, it's required, you know, to wear a mask. Should in have public. been required. Should have been required. Ago. I think a long time ago, but now I've seen a lot. I've been seeing a lot of videos lately where if like you're not required like if you can't if you don't have a mask and you don't want to go in like they'll start raging like people will start raging like oh you're not letting me in because i don't i don't want to wear a mask it's my body my choice and it's been crazy you know who those people are people who have never heard no those are the people so when you tell them no you can't come in here like that what is no the majority of it in in, in general like (laughs) the videos are majority of white people that are like i no, i'm not gonna take no for an answer where's your manager i know the laws well do you know that you have to have a mask well, here's the thing. You don't even have to have a mask. So before the ordinance went in effect, if I put a sign on my door and says, you cannot come in here without a mask, regardless if the government's telling you that or not, I have the right as a private place that I'm allowing you to come in. I can reject your money. This ain't public. This ain't like anybody like can just, no, I don't have to. I can refuse to take your money if, you, if you're acting in a way that doesn't, uh, doesn't go with our rules. Like, mm-hmm. I have to have rules. So if I put a sign on my door and tell you that, there's no way around it. Guess what? That didn't come from the manager. That came from the main, whoever owns it. So if I, me, me being a business owner, if I put that on my door, that's not, you can't get mad at my cashier for that. I did that. I'm the owner. You feel me? So it's, it's, it just goes back to that. I don't know what no is, and I'm not going to take no for an answer. Mentality. Yeah, that's, I see it, and it's like, oh, God, like, I mean, we don't know, man. We just, people just, and I, I work part-time at a, at a retail store, and it's, it's, it's been the case. Yeah. It's been the case where they're like, they don't want that no for an inch. Like, this is bullshit. I don't believe in, I'm like, sir. You can't tell me what to do. I just work here. <laughs> if that's the rules, hey, this, do it. This is my thing. If I ever go to, and ever have to do that. Suck my dick and die. <laughs> if I ever have to do that, I have a, ever have to get to that point. At that point, you could, what I would tell them is, you're right. You don't have to wear a mask in here. You don't have to be in here at all. <laughs> you don't have to wear yeah. a mask, but you're not coming in here. Right. You don't have to be here. Go get whatever you need somewhere else. It's not going to hurt me. Exactly. It's going to hurt you. Right. As for this business, you need to put a mask on in order to come in here and shop. Yeah. That's all I See, ask. Like I, and I always said, I'm not a, I've never been a big fan of the mask. I hate wearing it, but I wear it because I know if it's going to prevent this from spreading even more than I, I'm trying to put... My, my, you know, my efforts into it to make sure this we can fucking kill this shit because there's been countries and states and well countries that been able to fucking beat this shit. So I, why can't we? Hey, I tell people this, man. And this makes sense. So I wear a pistol every day, no matter where I go. I don't care where I go. I, I got a pistol on me. That's just me. I'm is my given right. I'm not, you know, never been in trouble. You can't tell me as a black man I can't legally have a pistol. So I'm going to use it. I I don't wake up every day fearing for my life to where I'm like, I need to use my pistol today. So it's the same with a mask. I'm not wearing a mask because I'm, fear, I'm fearing for my life. I'm wearing a mask as extra protection. I wear a pistol as extra protection. Exactly. It's, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to understand that. It's, it's not that we're saying that wearing a mask is going to save your life. We don't know what's going to save your life. That's right. not, nobody knows that. Nobody knows how good their immune system is to say, I think my immune system is good enough to handle it. Well, you get it and you're in the ICU and you're like, damn, this immune system. You thought that. You thought right, that vitamin right. C. Don't take that risk. Yeah, don't take that risk. So with me, it's kind of like Nipsey. If Nipsey didn't take that risk of not having a, a gun in sight, because when you see the video, dude shot him, kind of took off and realized, damn, ain't nobody shooting back. 
and went over and they said stood over him and shot him some more times. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if somebody would have had a pistol, even if he shot Nipsey, he might still be alive. Because guess what? Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you now you got to die. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. I'd rather, I'd rather be caught with it than without it. And that's a mask. Real shit. And a flash. Bye. Yeah, real <laughs> shit, man. Uh, As Castellin would say, stay on your tippy toes. Yeah, uh, man. I appreciate you, Slaughter, for coming through, man. This uh, was one hell of a podcast. Uh, is there anything you want to tell the people, rather, if they want to own a business or whatever? What, what advice would you give them just man, to close this shit out? The biggest advice I can give somebody right now, in this time right now, you have to be a fool if you have a business model or business plan and you're not acting on that business. There's a lot of money being thrown around right now, a lot of money. So... If COVID didn't bring, like, the real hustle out of you and you didn't start something and you're not selling something, like, there's people literally every day I'm seeing people selling plates and people and are selling out. Like, people are not trying to cook. So it's like, damn, I see people every day post. Who got plates for sale today? Like, they're looking for the plates. It ain't like you got to sell them. They already sold. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's supply like. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. So it's so much whether you, you know, whether you're a barber, whether you, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I anything that's legal. I encourage you, 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 you get a logo, you, you know what I'm saying? You're really serious about it because that's... And now more than what, ever is the right time to do it. Man, it's, it's actually, it, it, may, it may be the start of Black Wall Street again if people can get past that hatred and really come together and say, let's get it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and not just Black Wall Street. Like, if you think of it, if, if we're being honest, when I say we're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole... Look at the Mexican population. Mexicans, we know, come over here illegally with not a lot of money at all. You know what I'm saying? Like they, got, they got to come over here and work for pennies, basically, and save their pennies until they, you know what I'm saying, can get on their feet and then do their own thing, but they do it together. And y'all have whole freaking communities, whole different, you know what I'm saying? Like, even in the black, in the black business, in the black uh, community. community, it's still not as many black businesses as it should be. We should have a whole lot. We're, they're starting to they're starting to grow. Like there's a lot of people with them now, but we should already have a whole blocks of black owned businesses. You know, what like twenty ninth is crazy because most of those businesses black owned car lot. I mean, uh, Mexican car lots just stacked on top of each other. Like I'm talking about getting it together. So you got sixty car lots, and guess what? All sixty of them car lots are selling cars. Like we we everybody eats. Everybody eats, and if they don't have something that you want, they might send you to somebody else, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, try, uh, try Sanchez over there. He might have, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and guess what? That's not hurting his business that he sent them over there because Sanchez might say the same thing. Ah, uh, try Rico. He might have that. Yeah. Like, I don't have that truck. Try him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't no hating. It's just yeah. like we getting it together. And right. that's what we all win. That's what we need to do. My people, my people, you have to get it together because if you don't get it together, you, we will never see where we're trying to get. We will you never, never see your we, true potential. It's, it's kind of like Moses and, you know, the people that was following him that they just kept walking in a circle for all those years. Not because Moses didn't know where he was going, because of the bickering, because of the hating, because of the fighting, because of the... It's, so y'all doing all this, y'all just going in a circle instead of saying... Insanity. Insanity is doing the same shit over and over focus. and expecting different results. Exactly, man. So modern day Moses shit, man. Hell yeah. Shout out to the Bible. (laughs) Good ass advice, man. I appreciate you for coming through once again. Ladies and gentlemen, that is off the hook. Seafood, right? 
seafood and more and not, more not so just seafood we highly encourage everybody because we tried it ourselves good ass food good ass customer service and even before like let me say this before i even forget because i wanted to mention this when you have these people these big names coming up to your restaurant how does that feel man Honestly, and mention you said what okay okay Honestly, man, it's a uh, it's a really good feeling to see. Uh, like I saw when we went over there, we saw Westbrook. Yeah, and multiple times. Like, hey, Westbrook is my guy, man. Like, I I really like Westbrook, and I'll be the first to admit I used to didn't like Westbrook. I was one I, of those. I, That's I, I'm crazy. Glad, hey, I'm, I'm glad you're it's honest, crazy. bro. Man, I was like, man, Westbrook is this cocky ass motherfucker. Like, ah, what do you think he is? But then as I kept like, you saw you saw his heart. Yeah, and that's what that's made when me. I started analyzing him. Like, that's what made me change oh, my mind when I saw Brody. Like that's. I said he the real one at first. Exactly. I thought it was selfish, but then I realized, nah, his alpha male was activating. Like, and, and you want an alpha male, passion. you want as many as you can. The more alpha males you have, and we and to think of, we had three. We had Harden, we had Westbrook, <sighs> and Durant. Day, it's like and three alpha males, and guess what? They could have. They could have been what the the Warriors became. If we had the right coach, that's what we went wrong because we didn't have the right coach. Do you think it was the right coach or the right? I'm gonna tell you president. like this: If Presti, Mo I Cheeks think- was the head coach, them boys would have been listening. You feel what I'm saying? They would have been listening because they have a better connection. He has a better connection with Mo Cheeks. You know why? Ah. Because Mo Cheeks has been a black man before. He knows. You know what I'm saying? The do's and don'ts, the ins and outs of what you go through. He knows the struggle. You're going to, you know, just as much as I know, you're going to have a longer conversation with somebody that you can relate to than somebody that don't know. I don't have a lick of knowledge about based you on, and what you do personally. Yeah, based on what I, like, analyze, I think the whole thing was Sam Presti not, not being smart enough to pay James Harden what he was actually worth. I'm going to give you 30 minutes to make a decision. That was absolutely wrong. That was wrong. the worst mistake ever. Like, 100%. How are you going to give this guy that really annihilated? Dumbest, dumbest trade in NBA history, exactly. if you ask me. Just pay him the money he's worth. He <laughs> annihilated Goofies. He annihilated San Antonio by himself. Like We're talking about an elite, Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili. All the good you, old niggas. Hey, do you know, what, do you know what they, where they really went wrong? Where? This is where they really went wrong. They went wrong because they signed Ibaka before they signed James Harden. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you give Harden, who just won the sixth man of the year, who put in way more work than Ibaka, Ibaka was a role player. I'm not taking from that. A role player. James Harden is was a, a young star. star. MVP and this star caliber. is the reason why you got to the finals. You Do you guys know why you, most people quit their job? What? Because they feel underappreciated. Hey. You're right, but Abaka would have took whatever Less, you had yeah. left over whatever you. So that's what it really went wrong. I mean, think about it. Abaka, if you tell under, Abaka, he, Abaka really got fell 15 left. He feel like they're gonna get back to the finals. You don't think you don't think Abaka's gonna be like, well, yeah, I'm gonna take that. Like, let me. Right, I, I, I want to be part of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be part of this for a while. Because at the end of the day, once you guys get the chips and shit, and it, like you take less money, you guys get the chip. You're gonna worth more when that contract is over. So let's say you do Abaka does a two year contract. Let's do a two year contract. We're gonna pay you less, but hey, we're gonna be in the finals. You have a high chance to win a chip. Yeah. You think like he's gonna be worth a shit ton when he's done? And like, hey, I got chips on my hand. Like, what are you trying to pay me? You know what I'm saying? And here's another scenario. Even though they did sign Abaka. 
and they didn't pay hard on what he wanted. You know what they should have did? What they should have did is said, okay, this is what we're going to do. You got another year under your contract. You know he had a year left, right? So if we get back to the finals, the moment, even if you don't win the finals, we're going to give you the biggest contract that you can even, like, because now you realize, okay, we got something. You know what I'm saying? So even you can, you can pay him midway through that year. Like, yeah, yeah we see what you're doing. Like, right. you're balling. Like, yeah, let's pay this man. We got to keep him. But to give up on him so soon and, and only give him, like you said, a little bit of time to call. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the, that's the problem they said. They said they didn't even give him the opportunity to rebuttal and say, well, how about, you know, to negotiate? Right. Like, that's what you do. Like, they, they just thought, time, they just thought like, like, hey, I, we got this youngster. Let's just put we'll, pressure on we'll him. We'll find another Harden. I ain't seen another let's, Harden. <laughs> let, yeah, exactly. Let's put pressure on him. Maybe he'll stay if we tell him, like, hey, you got 30 minutes to make your decision. He's comfortable. He know he doesn't want to go through the hassle of moving and shit. But then get off the phone with him and call and try to find out a backup plan in case he, yeah. case, case it don't make sense. And then that's you find one and you say, all right. Presty fucked up bad. Like, nah. that's probably his worst. I, like, that's going to haunt the, him for the rest of his I'm, life. I'm probably the biggest Presty hater that lives in Oklahoma, man. And, yeah. I, and I'm just honest because – and I met the guy, and I'm just like, man, that – as you look back, we know – we all know a 30 for 30 is coming. We all know it. It's coming. It's already in the works. They just, I guess they got to retire first, but it's so much being documented just for that 30 for 30. And we're going to see a whole documentary about what could have been and what should have been. That's what they need to call it. What should have, could have been. And, and that's just. Oh, should have, could have ass niggas. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to haunt us. It's terrible, man. But we should hey, have three uh, championships. One, one positive thing that came out of all that is once it fell apart, uh, the half court podcast became something more than just sports. Dope. Exactly. Once, once they left, the sports left the show, and I got real. <laughs> Bro, like, we better get these local motherfuckers on this motherfucker. Yeah, I uh, started. That's uh, yeah, man. My whole channel, like, like my personal YouTube channel, was all about Thunder and Russell Westbrook and shit. It's like, especially Shane, yo, Chris Alexander. They're like, who the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's, let's talk about Adams him. and this yeah. you know rebound he caught the other yeah. day. You're like, did you guys see that screen Adams put in last yeah. night? Boy, that was a killer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Roberson and his. Injury. When is he gonna come back? Robertson. Hey, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul was out there snitching in the bubble, huh? <laughs> yeah, hey. He ain't trying to get sick. I'll be snitching too. I see somebody sneaking some shit in. You just, hey, he sneaking through the bubble. This dumb motherfucker. They might have Corona on it. Like, we trying to be safe. Exactly. We're trying to wait. Yeah, you can't blame you out there doing dumb shit. Dumb like, nigga. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so bottom line, we love Westbrook. We used to hate him. We love him now, man. Shout out to Brody. I miss his ass. But when you see him come multiple times to your store, how was that shit like? First time, you know, I thought maybe it was just in the area, man. After that, and when he was coming, it was just like, all right, yeah, you hooked. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's so crazy is the, the biggest takeaway. I know I'll be back. Hey, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I need, some, I need to try something else. Like, oh, fuck. This, this is the biggest thing that Westbrook ever did for us. I literally have talked to, like, five different people who came, and I said, how'd you hear about us? And they said, Westbrook told us about it. The fact that he was, like, advertising for us. Also, people, his brother, what's his name? Ray. He's a real. I know he he used to be at, at hookah bars. Ray Westbrook, yeah, and, he's active in the city. Yeah, man. and yeah. he'll 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 shout it out if they treat him right. So that's how that, that, that's good, man. Oh yeah, he's a good guy, man. Like I, I just appreciate you know not the fact that celebrities come, man, but people in general. Because here's the thing: we don't see celebrities every day. You know, we see yeah, especially we see, here. We see people every day, so yep. we're gonna trade people the same way we treat. You know, what I'm saying you might not get a picture on the wall. And fact, I've had somebody, you know really fall out with us because we didn't put their picture on the wall. I'm like, 
this is the wall of fame, not, you know what I'm saying, the wall of homeboys and homegirls. Like, that's yeah. the whole purpose. You have a wall of fame to, to show it. But don't get mad about it. Like, yeah. I mean, because you feel like you deserve to be up there. To me, that's, that's kind of selfish to tell yep. somebody – I should be able to decorate whatever the fuck I want to decorate my yeah. bit. That's why I have my own business. You start your wall of fame and whoever you put on there, that's not my business to tell you to put up there. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's just like, like it's just. How it's do just you handle uh, going out? Because I'm pretty sure if you go out to a, a, a wait, did you answer my question though? Was did that? He? How um, I feel about it? Yeah, like when you saw Westbrook coming in multiple times after after that. Like I said, after the other times he come in, I knew it wasn't a fluke. I knew he was hooked. So, yeah. you know, it was a good feeling. Was a, the yeah, first like, time, though, where you, like, We made uh, it. So it's shit. times we didn't take pictures of him because it's like, all right, we don't have to take a picture of you every time uh, yeah, you come. Yeah. Like, but you it know, was we, like, damn, he came in multiple times. Hey, man, just, it's crazy, man, the people that we see, bro. We saw, like, uh, Melo. Melo would come in the bins. He would come in the drive-thru. He had his hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be all incognito, incognito you know what I'm saying? Acting uh-huh. weird and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can Stop always it. tell the ones Stop that don't want to be seen, the ones that don't want to. Westbrook, Westbrook was the complete opposite, bro. Westbrook, send, send your assistant car, if you're going to be a goofy in the like that. Parking spot and walk in, and he would literally, you know, dap everybody, take pictures. Bro, with Westbrook would go was to never, Pink Parrot. That's I how you know. Him. Yeah, I, like, yeah, like you got to be a. Uh, bro, you going to Pink Parrot? Yeah. There's not. I saw him at Pink Parrot is the size of this room. I've, we've never seen Durant like his brother would come. I'm sure he probably took him some food or something. But you just got certain ones that like that's why they don't. That's why they would never be looked at as Oklahoma yeah. legends. Like because they didn't come like, out here in the streets. Yeah, like you Westbrook heard? was actually interactive with people. Like everywhere you go, I'll tell you another Kendrick Perkins, bro. Kendrick yeah. Perkins would be at the gas station if somebody see him. He don't care what time of smoking night. A, smoking a black and miles probably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he would. You know, you see him ass. on the court, and you think, oh, this person is mean. I probably shouldn't. You know, no, they love that though, bro. It's genuine love. Like, who bro, don't I love mean, being I mean, to be honest, uh, Scissorhands, I feel like that's why his success has been so big, is because he's like, uh, even though people see him on Facebook and all kinds of shit, when you see Scissorhands, he's real. He's just, you don't give a fuck, bro. He's still that. Like, he's just like he uh, real. loud and. He real. <laughs> and, and, and Scissorhands, I just talked to him like two or three days ago, man. We was chopping it up about a mixtape he's working on. I talked yeah. to him. I got to. What, get on Yeah. He working on the shop mixtape, man. Yeah, he definitely gotta get on her. Yeah. But hey, I I I went to OU game not too long ago with Scissor Hands. Last year, actually. First time I ever hang, hung with him, man. When I tell you Scissor Hands is a whole movement, everywhere we went, bro, it'd be just random tents of people just tailgating. They're like, yeah. Scissor Hands! Hey, come over here. Like well, drinks, uh, like oh man, it was like, see, that it was, was my next question for you. How do you handle that shit? Because I know when you go out, people are probably like, "Oh, that's a slaughter off the hook, hey, off the hook." Like, bro. are you cool with everybody? Because I'm pretty sure you got. Hey, here's the thing, man. I everywhere I go, like, I'd be a Winco. You know what I'm saying? Shopping or something, and somebody I don't even have an off the hook clothes, and they'd be like, "Hey, it's off the hook." You know, I'm like, "Hey, yeah. how you doing?" You know, I I always speak to people. I always, you know, what I'm saying because it feels good to be acknowledged. But it do be times where I'd be like. Damn, I don't want to talk about no Kool-Aid pickles right now because, you know, somebody be like, you ain't got none of them pickles on here. Some they just be yeah. – and, you know, it's certain times. But to be acknowledged, man, like, I, I, it's a good feeling to know that you are looked at in your community for doing something positive because that's, that's all we've ever done. Yeah. Like, so, so from the time we open, like, we just, we just always just preach positivity. You know what I'm saying? Try yeah. to avoid negativity as much as possible. But sometimes it's hard, too. You're going to get things thrown at you. But it's, it's – it's it's a good feeling again to be acknowledged. Like we can, there's nobody on earth to say they don't like to be acknowledged. You know? Yeah. So, hell yeah, that's some good ass advice, man. 
Shit. Once again, like I said, bro, we're going to wrap this up because it's been quite the podcast. Uh, man, we appreciate you coming through. Yes, sir. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, is Off the Hook Seafood and More. Check it out. They got Pull two up. locations. And whoo, we, we going back. We going back again, man. Uh, anything else? Say no joke, man. He was on the Food Network. He what? What else do you want? You want? Y'all me. I mean, if you want me. the credibility sheet, it's right two there. Two time, two yeah. time, two time. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this <laughs> up. And my guy and can rap. This he dropped the whole freestyle oh, on me. the spot. So yep. y'all yep. motherfuckers better step your game up. If y'all Stop playing. <laughs> yep. We're gonna wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for tuning in. We are out. Peace. <laughs>